0: a quick uh quick five
1: do do you uh, you, are your show lips ready ready to do a show a little show lips (laughs) (laughs) i call them i call professor
0: lips (laughs) like when you like when you watch a guy give a lecture or something he's like has the driest mouth oh
1: Used to drive me nuts. Um, the when people get their mouth gets so dry that they get the little white. Oh, oh dude! I I that, or or it goes back and forth like oh, a spider man web. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Hollywood Anonymous. Oh. I am uh, Brian Irwin and I'm John
0: Huck discussing the perils of that disgusting white shit in the corner of people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> pump. Yeah. I that, it's a certain. It's weird. It's like a certain type of like your body chemistry. Only certain types of people get that. Yeah, so I've it's never like, whatever your, that. Yeah, whatever your makeup is, like, because I know like a few people. That I'm like. Seriously, dude, you can't feel that? Like, you're driving me insane with that.
1: Well, I think they know it's there, but there's really... After a certain extent, it's like me trying to wipe my face off every day? Well, there's there's a couple things that, um, especially when it comes to public speaking or just people talking in general, that I don't understand. Like, one, is when the spit is going up and down, and you don't just do anything. lick it. Or th- you know it's there. Lick take it. a goddamn sip of water. Lick it. Lick it. Or a woman whose hair gets stuck in their mouth while they're talking and they, and they keep talking and the hair is in there like, like a big a big chunk of their long hair uh, like not one hair I'm dude, talking about go, their hair
0: Do I freak out when I'm on stage and like a mustache hair gets into my mouth like I've, <laughs> I've had to like I've stopped in the middle of a, a setup like a prim whatever I'm doing on stage and I'm like I've fished it out of my mouth and then and I'm like I, and then I throw it away and I go oh be, a mustache hair and people are like ew. I'm like Hey, it's my mustache. Yeah. I'm not asking you to put it
1: in your mouth. There, there's well. more use, as we learned a long time ago. There's toiletries in there or whatever you said when the, flushing the toilet it explodes in your face, which ever since you told me that. You closed the lid. I close the lid. You're no, damn
0: right, I'm dude. worried about that. It's so. not about being worried. It's about not getting poo in your mouth. There's
1: airplane fuel in your jet fuel in your beer. Oh, um, and,
0: and Nicole says never wash your hands on an airplane.
1: Why? Because you're washing that, with jet fuel? You're,
0: because you're washing with poo water, I guess. It's like, we're, she has a friend who works with an airline, and they're like, don't use the water on a plane. Oh,
1: great. One more thing I got to <laughs> think about. I'm but flying mean, in a couple weeks, I'm, and now I got to think about this. I'm flying
0: tomorrow, but I'm saying, man, if, you, if I take a dump on that plane, I'm washing my hands, all right? I'm not going like, to go back to my seat with like, shit finger. <laughs> Well, isn't
1: that your nickname anywhere? Was that name of your band? Good old John Shitfinger. <laughs> that's great that's a great name for a band. Shitfingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well Shitfinger. 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 Yeah. Good call. Could you know we never to pluralize it because yeah. eventually the band will break up and somebody needs to take the name with them. Right. So. Yeah. Like it's not U 2s It's exactly. <laughs> it's that exactly. It's not Pink Floyd's. It's Pink Floyd. <laughs> Only in Wisconsin where they put s's on the end of everything. Oh, for no reason. Well, no, it all rhymes with the Packers. Oh. <laughs> It rhymes. I like that. Nice little giggle there, fella. I
0: was sipping my cops.
1: I appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and... uh I'm gonna, uh, hold, the yeah, I'm gonna hold the glove. Yeah, opening day. Brian's got his glove. It's opening day, guys. Happy
0: this, opening day, everybody. This is
1: my childhood glove. Actually, it's pretty big. This is the best glove
0: you'll ever have. And if you tried to get another one and break it in, you'd be horribly disappointed. It's
1: pretty beat down. It's got some rips in it. Uh, this is second. This is actually second generation. A um, dog, Cassie, growing up uh, ate my other one, but this yeah. one survived it because I realized that's when you realize. Oh, there's certain places when you're lazy. You know when you just throw your shit. Yeah, no, I never did that, but go ahead. You were never... Like, you didn't just throw... When you came home, you didn't just throw your shit wherever? Nope. I changed
0: changed into my play clothes and put all my other clothes away. Are you serious?
1: Yeah, dude. Are you OCD? I don't
0: think so, but like I'm not like diagnosed, but I'm a neat freak. So I'm a neat uh, okay,
1: well you, well you weren't you weren't beaten into neatness. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, no.
0: But my dad was that way. He was like he was organized. It wasn't like they were like you must be this way. It was like I just I was like I like the way that looks. It's organized. It's not yeah, all over yeah. the place.
1: Yeah, a lot of mine just comes from lesson learned. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the glove being eaten by the dog because yeah, I left it's it like, by okay, the dog yeah. food bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a couple of these nuggets and then I'm gonna eat his glove Ooh, and that then he can't leather? play this week.
0: Yeah, I had a glove that I love. That I, there's a picture of me opening up on my third birthday or my th- uh, eighth grade or third grade birthday, eight years old. Okay, and um, and I was like, I I thought I still had that glove, and I saw that glove. I was like, oh, I don't have that glove, but I had the glove I got after that, like quickly after that, and it I still have it, and it ripped. Like I was playing softball, and uh, it, the webbing started to rip, and then the one of the fingers started to kind of come away from the glove. So I took plastic zip ties. All right. And I, cause at first I was like looking for another glove and I was like, "This I can't, every glove I put on, I'm like, this sucks. Like,
1: was it, that, was it a combination of that also with uh but if I don't have this glove, then I feel it's going to be different. It's going to be the jink, not the jinx, but you know what I'm no, saying? Like, I mean, a,
0: well, but there was just, a, it is a comfortability thing. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I play first base when I play softball, people whipping the ball at me. I don't want to, I want a glove I can rely on, but also I, I don't want that's comfortable, but I don't want the glove to rip through and like. Bust me in the eye
1: And also as you know There's there is This is gonna sound horrible But there is There's an element of huffing And there's a, a familiar scent just like the and grass. You chew that dirt. leather,
0: right? You chew those little knots? I used to. Uh, yeah, I used, a little bit. Yeah, you're, oh, man. you just bored. But yeah, oh, yeah. the
1: smell. That, I do the same thing with football. So it's like you smell the leather for a second, then you're in the game. You're like, ooh, you this, know, it's is just a, this this a football?
0: Of... It smells like, oh, domestic violence and gun charges. <laughs> what? Mm, Where does that tasty. even come from? The NFL. Philadelphia? Oh. Yeah, the NFL.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. I was so off base on that one. I apologize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, we are. Do we want to do our call
1: in? Yeah, we probably should. Only because uh, he's um, waiting for he's us. He's waiting for us. But yeah, we uh, go ahead. We were just talking about getting a recap on Quincy. Yeah. And-
0: well, Quincy uh, Jones who was on the show a little while ago, a few episodes ago. Is shooting his HBO special tonight uh, downtown yes. Los Angeles, and it, it, I think like they say, Ellen is
1: the reason. Well, um, we'll find it. We'll talk to him about that. Yeah. But
0: we. But before we would like to just point out that. The Hollywood Anonymous podcast got this ball rolling kind of loosened the jar a little bit and then Ellen comes into the kitchen like a hero and opens after the lid after she the episode after sends she an email
1: says, do you guys still how to get a hold of well, Quincy and like, love to do, talk to her actually him. she called me personally
0: she was like do you mind if we have Quincy on the show or is that i don't want to step on anybody's toes right, like
1: the late the late show battle she called right? uh, she
0: called our producer yeah yeah remember that. and mm-hmm. and, uh, and they they spoke yeah. Uh, at length which is the cat yes <laughs> and the lawyer was involved which is the two dogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> not even your wife who's a lawyer she's not doesn't want anything to do with my it. my dogs
1: are great lawyers because you can't get a word in edgewise exactly they just them?
0: talk and talk and talk
1: <laughs> um they filibuster <laughs> the, the two
0: the until so you just go find whatever you, you want name your dogs fill and buster <laughs> um but yeah so he's so ellen basically heard his story and uh Brought him on the show, and at the end of the show, surprised him with basically like, "Hey, I'm going to fund your special." And, yeah. And HBO jumped on board, and it's gone from him wanting to do a special at a venue in Los Angeles that can hold about a hundred people or whatever to him doing now th- and then trying to sell it himself. You know, originally he started a kick kick fund, Kickstarter fund,
1: GoFundMe, and Kickstarter. Yeah. To just pay for the production of the special basics the basics yeah Yeah, nothing special nothing fancy just get it done right right and uh and
0: then it grew from there and people started taking notice and he has been on the road he's been mixing road work and chemotherapy like a crazy person he's doing like our sets he's been running this set all over the country he was just in atlanta last week he was somewhere else before that he just got back yesterday from somewhere else and He's been hustling to make this hour something that he uh, is, likes. You know what I mean? Because you know how that is. When you're a comic, you, you can have an hour, but if you're not happy with it, you kind of, at that part you're not happy with, you can tell. <laughs> it
1: becomes very obvious. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's why I never put out a, um, um, an iTunes record. Because everyone that I recorded, I'm like, I, I, I don't think it's ready yet. Like, and, and and again, I know a lot of people would hurry up to do that kind of stuff, and I get that. Now, he's at a different clock than I am, oh, way different. But know. my thing was, and and but he, he isn't. He isn't. He's just speeding up the clock in respects to he's he's doubling, dribbling, pulling down. On the amount of time he's putting into it, and he was relatively comfortable where he was at in some respects. I was just, I'm just hypersensitive on my stuff, and I look at it and go, I know this joke could be better, so I'm not going to put it out now and regret my joke later. But again, my circumstances were different. His are 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 similar and different in the fact that different. He's he's not like I said, he's on a different clock, but he's similar in the fact that he even said this, I believe, on this show. Like I gotta get I gotta get my A game together just quicker and which means he's just gotta and he's known for obviously putting a lot of time in anyway. Yeah. Way more than I think I ever did. And maybe I would have honed it a lot faster if I would put more time into it.
0: Yeah. When he started, he was just always hustling it. Yeah. Anyway. But um, so we were gonna call him and then talk to him about you know how he feels about this show tonight. If he's ready, what's happening? Yeah, we'll
1: just we'll catch up from the last time we talked to him, it'll yeah. be exciting. So let's give him a buzz.
0: All right, all right. We're calling Yeah. These are the days. Yeah, these are the days. Technology, everybody. Technology.
2: Hello, this is Quincy Jones' assistant. How may I help you?
0: Uh, we're looking to talk to Quincy if possible.
2: Okay, hold on. Let me transfer him. Thank you. Quincy, are you available? Mr. Jones, are you available?
0: <laughs> Here you yeah. go, Mr. Jones. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Quincy, Coach that's not a, that... Oh, okay. It's Mr. Hutt? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I
1: yeah, never.
2: you yeah, seen... now. <laughs>
1: That wasn't a transfer. That was a way qu- to question. Yeah, you're like, let me just yell across the room
0: of my boss because we share an office.
2: Yeah, that, 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 a, was, that was a hippie a transfer. It, it's a real small office. We're not fancy you're here. Grassroots,
0: dude. We got a real Bernie Sanders campaign going on over there.
2: Yeah, feel the burn, brother. Feel the burn. <laughs> burn.
0: How you feeling, man?
2: Oh man, I am feeling all tight. Well, I'm just seeing a shirtless crackhead, so I'm humble. Okay. I, I am not. I'm not elevated above anything yet. Right, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm feeling excited. I feel, I feel everything. I feel every emotion. Now, excited. Yeah. yeah,
0: you've been you've been running this hour for for a couple of weeks now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Where I'm have you been? You, you, you've been in Atlanta. You've been in was Sacramento. Where were you? You've been all over the place.
2: No, I was in Atlanta and Boston.
1: Ah, okay, okay. How many shows uh, have you put in in the last two weeks?
2: Uh, like, like. Hour, I just did the hour twice. Oh, okay. i been doing like Pits random pee- thirty-minute spots, though, or twenty or forty-five-minute spots, just trying to.
0: And are you? Are, was were those all kind of in preparation for this, like honing that uh, that hour?
2: Well, the hour's been re- well. I'll tell you the truth. It, it was uh, working on pacing more mm-hmm. so, and then it was working on structure okay. the other half. So okay. those were what what I was putting so much time and energy into. Cause I was like, I got to make sure this shit is smooth.
0: Yeah, yeah, you want it to flow for sure. So
2: Quincy, but then you also, but then you also realize, like, hour, like it's also edited down, and so you can make it look. Oh, that's true. I was like, Really, you just want to go out there have a a a fun hour, a dope hour, and then like just fucking edit down the best stuff, make it the greatest hits, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So before we get to this amazing opportunity that uh, that you're going to be experiencing tonight, we'll, we'll take a step back, obviously, since the last time we talked to you. Um, we did uh, last week, and I didn't even realize this until I read it on Facebook, that uh, you are tight with Ahmed Weinberg, who uh, I know as well, and yeah. uh, Ahamed, uh was telling us an amazing story about you that I don't even think you shared with us the last time we were on here that there were days where you were doing chemo and he was picking you up and you would still do comedy that night and we were just it's stuff like that that just makes us feel silly inside and then obviously that's not your intent and 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 but it's just amazing that you've you really have been you know when you hear stories like that from other people it's like you're not only you know inspiring yourself but it's like you're inspiring other people in ways that I don't think you even imagine
2: I mean, yeah, I didn't share that story, uh, but I mean, he picked me up and it was like, he's like, Yo, I want to go do a mic. I was like, "All right, I don't want to be alone, so I'll just go to a mic with you. I mean, I've I been to like this. I never, like all I was trying to do, all I ever try and do is just be positive and sort of just do what I feel is the right thing. You know, sometimes it mm-hmm. may not be the right. Sometimes it may be wrong, but I'm, I don't, I can live with the consequences of my decisions. I just try and do the right thing. Though. That, that's really, that's really all I try to do. Hold on a second. Are you
1: trying to be a regular, normal human being?
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. But, uh <laughs> <laughs> I try
1: and That's why you're a comedian. Shows. There it is. <laughs> 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 so obviously, the other thing that has changed since the last time we talked to you is things really did. Now, John's been taking a lot of credit for this, but <laughs> things have. Like I've been saying, I've been saying that um,
0: we we you know like when a jar is real tight and you can't get the top off. I've been, right. I've been saying that the Hollywood Anonymous podcast loosened the, the top of the jar, and then the Ellen Show came and pulled it all the way off like heroes.
2: Without a doubt. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, uh, I know where my humble are on, on the Hollywood Anonymous podcast. You can make that a, a, a soundbite wherever you need it, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll have to take out that part where you said we can make it a right? uh, um, uh, soundbite. So yeah, a lot has happened since you left, and you know, I... You know, things are moving along just fine, always in life, anything can always be better, but things are moving along just fine, and it seems like a couple of weeks after we last visited with you, this Ellen thing came up. Can you uh, yeah, of, can you walk us through what, 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 say, what yeah. happened there? Like, how did that all came about?
2: To uh, be honest, uh, my cousin uh, had actually written into to them, and that, that pairing with the video going viral uh, sort of got the producer's attention, and then they reached out and they interviewed me and uh, I, at first i thought it was a joke and then i was like yeah whatever dude ellen's not fucking with me like just shut up and they're like no nah, th- we're serious this is really producers." and she had to like really work hard to convince me
0: wow
2: so, like I was, her. I was like oh snap all right that's how jaded i am as a comic and, like success in co- hollywood called yeah and i was like get the fuck yeah you were like here. prank
1: caller prank caller i'm hanging up <laughs> Yeah, you had Hollywood Anonymous, which you were like, yeah, I can do that. When that one sounds normal, and then you had Hollywood yeah. Legitimate, and you were like, yeah, Ooh. come on, all right, hold on <laughs> yeah, a second. This is horseshit. Yeah. Right,
2: right. Uh, but yeah, when they called, they interviewed me, and then like I was like excited, and you know they 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 said they called me back at a certain time, and of course they didn't, and so I was like, oh, I thought I didn't get it. I was like, oh man, it sucks. Uh, but I ended up getting it, and then it all ended up. Working out, I went up. You know, they threw me a couple of underhand pitches. I swung for the fences, and that—that that was that. Yeah, and you,
0: you had you had fun on the show. I mean, she's cool, right?
2: Ellen's ridiculously amazing. Yeah, I got. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know if anybody did say anything bad about her. But no, I, I don't.
0: Would. I've never heard any. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about her. I made uh, eye, I'll, I'll I made eye contact her with, uh, eye contact with her when we were stuck in traffic. Our cars were faced opposite directions outside of Warner Brothers, and it was like a traffic jam. And I was smoking a one hitter, and I like blew it out my car window. And like I look, I looked to my left, and she's in her Porsche with uh, with uh, her girlfriend at the time, I think, Porsche
1: de Rossi. And she just looked at, right at me, and then just looked away. It was really funny. Um, yeah. So you guys have had similar experiences with Ellen, is what John's saying. I think. <laughs>
2: I mean, John has has a bigger credit than me, so I think that is uh, understandable.
1: Ah, yeah. So uh, the dogs have found John in our
0: house. Uh, But they're not even looking at me. They're just barking through a window, staring at nothing.
1: All right, well we'll try <laughs> and now he just walks yeah, away. Yeah, what yeah. a dumbass. Well, because I told him to. Yeah. That's what dogs are supposed to do. Supposed to do what you're told. <laughs> he didn't do it when you yeah, told him to. That's what uh, dogs are supposed to bark. Yeah, technically, they're, they're supposed to do all those things, yes. So um so Quincy, so this so this happens, and on the show, she drops this thing this this thing of like, all right, I think she referenced like HBO and maybe Netflix or something like that and said, one of you Needs to do this now. This this is happening live in front of your face, and are you thinking to yourself, "All right, yeah, okay, good, whatever, blah blah blah, whatever." Moving on, I still got my plan. It's going to happen. Where was your head at when you're hearing her say this, and what were you thinking?
2: Uh, I thought. What I was thinking was, yeah, yeah. Somebody does need to fucking <laughs> right. Okay? So, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you don't. Know, again, I don't ever really. I feel like one of the reasons why I've been fortunate enough. because I've been so oblivious to anything but writing and performing comedy. So I didn't even know how big Ellen was. I was like, no, dude, you just crossed over. You just did daytime television, which is what people strive their whole lives to do. I was like, that's dope, but I ain't seen no money. And then I saw money. I was like, Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I crossed over a little man. But sure.
1: did you think like I mean, you've heard this, you know, you you see it all the time. Somebody's like, "All right, yeah." So HBO give them a special, and you're thinking, "Okay, yeah, yeah." They, they may or may not respond. I mean, or or were you like, "Well, if she's saying this. This this could be for real." I mean, like, were, did you actually think by virtue of her saying that you thought, "All right, this this could take it over the top."
2: Well, I mean, I, because that wasn't in the in the prompt. That right. wasn't what they prompted me to hear or say so i was like oh shit yeah i mean she doesn't have to do any of that right right? you know what i'm saying so i was like i was excited for sure i i didn't think anything i mean i didn't think anything would happen or as quickly or anything all i really been thinking about was like okay i just have to be funny right that's it all i gotta do is just be funny which is what i am which what i've been trained and practicing to do so we're gonna knock this out the park and then she said that and i was like okay (laughs) all right we might this shit might get sold. I was wow. like, this shit might actually happen. Like I remember telling you guys, like there were other people who were interested in buying it, but yes. they were sort of dragging their feet. And I was like, man, this shit. I was like, this is expensive ass motherfucking like special, man. Like this, yeah, like I hope I get some money back out of it. And it was dope. It was dope.
1: Now, now, did it did it create a situation where okay? So HBO for for the, for those of you who do not know, HBO is on board. Now it will be an HBO special. Now going down that path, bef- you know, um, did did a lot of the other people step up? Did it turn into a little bit of a of a hey, we all want to meet with you now, Quincy kind of thing, or did you just go straight over to HBO and you felt like it was the place to be?
2: Uh, I felt it felt right. It Felt like everyone was supportive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. I could I could knock that. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. felt. I was just, uh, I mean, again, I didn't, I, I didn't even really remember realizing how big HBO was or is. You know what mm, I'm saying? Right, and, right. Like, like you know, you know, you know, they're big. It's HBO, right? There's a, they haven't broken the last person to get a special was Gerard. You know what I'm saying? And Amy Schumer, but she was already a, a major celebrity. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So it was like, oh snap! You know, this is dope. <sighs> you know, and then you sort of feel like, but you don't want to be pitied. You sort of want to be respected as a comic. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. And then Eleanor told me like several times, You're funny. We're gonna try and make this happen. This is gonna happen. I was like, Well, I hope so. But you know, I wasn't like yeah. wasn't really expecting or prepared for it. And then and it happened. I was like, Yeah. So I was excited about HBO. Like then then it started sinking in. I was like, oh wait, like you're up there with ninety percent of like you're up with the ten percent of fucking Com- comedians now. like I'm, My special's going to be right next to Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker. Yeah, yes. George
1: Carlin has 14 HBO specials. Yeah, you know that, that's what I mean? Like, you, <clears throat> it's funny that you would say that, Quincy. To, to give perspective to the average person, um, HBO is not like Netflix is now. It's not like Comedy Central has been in the they past. They don't just They're, hand out this specials isn't just willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. This, is not, this is not where you <clears throat> develop as an artist. This <clears throat> is where they put a certain level of artistry on their network. That's what, they, that's what they've been known for. That's what the influence they've always had on stand-up. You're right. So this is, this is different. It really is different. And, and bravo to you for getting to that level.
2: Yeah, man. I, uh, I just feel like if you work hard and, you know what I'm saying, you're not a dick, you, you <laughs> can still get some out of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might not get as much money as you. Someone just cut me. Come <laughs> sorry I was in line for breakfast and someone just cut me I got, I got upset and I remember I have HBO special you know, I mean? <laughs> you know so, so you know, things will be okay awful. I oh can't even God, let it go to hilarious. my head that's hilarious you, um, like you gotta you got remember sometimes
1: let me ask you this um, so HBO comes along You it, it, um, what was it like to, um, take us through the moment Okay, so it's one thing Ellen says HBO right and you're like yeah HBO good idea um, and then you go away, and then HBO contacts you. And did you go in and have a face-to-face with them and, and, and talk to them? And, and do you remember what you were doing or where you were at when they were like, this is going to happen, this is a done deal, the answer is yes, <laughs> it's official. And how did you feel at that moment?
2: My, my managers, and this is the most Hollywood thing I've ever said, uh, my <laughs> managers actually handled all that. They took
1: care of all of it, so you didn't even, you didn't even involve yourself. Didn't have to.
2: I mean, th- that's that's the thing about this, man. This is one thing I've, I've had to learn, throughout this whole process, as comedians, we're so used to doing it solo, yeah. right? And we're so used to being hands-on and controlling. We write our material, we bear our souls on stage, we do all these things right, and then it's like when you get it, we, when a project becomes this big, you now can't control everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not like HBO, it's like taking creative control because no. like, I I literally don't have the time or energy to be as hands-on as i was before you and, know what i'm saying
0: and the idea so I to, oh go ahead, go ahead. i was just gonna say and the idea of a company like hbo is that they take care of that they handle that they have production companies that they deal with they have producers and all that shit you you're the artist you're the star of this thing you shouldn't have to deal with any of that crap like you're right everyone should everyone else should be taking care of that for you for sure
2: i tell you this the biggest thing uh the only thing i ever was like <laughs> I can't even say it. we're on air. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys. That's <laughs> cute, did you, did you, he's, he's already
1: had a douchebag moment, everybody. That,
2: that's that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, Do- I, I, yeah, man, I can't lose this endorsement money just yet. You know? now this I,
1: is, <laughs> so let me ask you this, though, because it is all exciting and it is moving forward in a in a gigantic fashion. Have you felt any extra pressure? Have you put any extra pressure on yourself creatively or have you been able to just say, it's all good. This is where it's supposed to be. Like, have you found your happy place or have you found that there's been, you get, you had a temporary uh, extra pressure on yourself.
2: I found it today. I found it today. I'm not gonna lie. Like I realized I'm taping a special, but uh, for more importantly, it's like, this is going to be the most ideal situation for me to succeed. Like there probably won't be another situation like this where I'll be, where, it'll, where everything is gonna supposed to go in my favor. You know, mm-hmm. I have the support of the people I have a great system. I have good people you know, pushing me. You know what I'm saying? I'm motivated. I realize that everyone's on board, that's, and everyone on board is on the same page. It's just I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? And so pressure to perform? No. I don't, I don't feel any pressure at all. I, uh, I worked hard to get to this point. You know, it'd be one thing if I only had like <laughs> 37 minutes and I was trying to do an hour. Yeah, now, I was like,
0: going to, the, I got to just take I've 10.
2: The, uh, yeah. The, the hardest part about this was making the structure so that way it flowed smooth. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. was that was, that was was the hardest part for me. Uh, but other than that, and also like sort of relinquishing control, sometimes that was also the most difficult. But other than that, it's been a cakewalk. And so I don't really feel pressure more. So I feel like excitement to like hurry up and get this done with <laughs> so I could just Steve Martin and walk away. Right. You know what I'm
3: saying?
2: That's, um, the, I, uh, that's uh, the goal.
0: And are you, uh, and what's the theater called?
2: Terror Grand Ballroom.
0: Terror Grand Ballroom. Terror and, and, Terror yeah. Grand Ballroom. Okay, cool. Uh, and we're, we're going to be at the... You're doing two shows tonight, right?
2: Two shows. 7.30 and 10.30? Uh, 7 and 10. Be there early. 7 and 10. Nicole is very... We're not doing late seating. Nicole's very particular. And I even hired, hired an audience coordinator. So awesome. everything's going to be great.
1: Love it, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah, we can't wait to see it ourselves. I will tell you that one thing I said to John is that, like, uh, uh, in, in comparison... Um, and not that you that you need this little word of advice, but if, if you have to remember it later on, t- later on, tonight, on tonight, tonight, when I telling John about what we were talking about his wedding and I said, weddings, you have to remember like weddings, that's an, that's not for you. You're putting on a show for other people. That's what weddings right. are. Yeah. And there's where all the pressure comes from. All the pressure comes from your job is to put on the best event for the people that want to go to it to where I see the difference in something like what you're doing is they're coming there. This is this is this is for you. Not the audience, and that's the, that's the difference. Because, as you know, with stand-up, when you when it is for you, it's a better show. It's a better if you show. Make it a, if, if, if you make it for the audience, if you become an if you feel like all these people have come together, this whole thing has happened for me. I'm going to put a lot of pressure on myself for all those that have done it for me. Then it's unfair to you, and therein lies the difference. That this time around, it is for you, and it is about you, and that's what's going to make it so special, unique, and exciting, and amazing, and funny.
2: I feel. I, I agree. I feel like. Now I can be a little selfish today. Today Fuck is like yeah. my birthday. you Fuck know. Yeah. So it's like we worked hard to get to this summit point And, you know, for a second I could just enjoy the view and we, I could just have fun. Like, that's why I enjoy all my jokes. Like, everything is what I want to do. This, these are jokes that I wrote that I like, but in the structure that I want, I got the crowd of people coming that are there to laugh and support and if they're not there, laugh at the board. I have an audience coordinator who can put them in the shadows. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, I, I have everything I fucking want, and I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was happy before, but now it's like, I feel like because I was happy before, it makes this much even more sweeter. Yeah. You know? So using the fact that there's this long-ass line for breakfast right now.
1: Eventually. You'll get your breakfast Eventually. <laughs>
2: So what you're saying is that someone? I'm on Hollywood Anonymous. Why the fuck am you, I waiting? You need on? to
0: start <laughs> yelling. Like, do you know who
2: I am? Give me my goddamn <laughs> I, breakfast. I do, do want to do Gladiator. Like, are you not entertained? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you not? Are you not I entertained? Say, I might say that, and then have HBO tell me to edit out, just so I can come back <laughs> on the podcast later. And be like, well, we knew that was going to happen.
1: I, I would, I would say, I don't want this to happen to you. But the way you kind of explain it, it would be funny if someone was sitting in the second row, and as you're on stage, and you can see them, and they're not laughing. You just see an audience member come up and put ether on them, and just drag them out, <laughs> yeah. and then just replace them with somebody with a big smile on their face. You're like, there we go. That's what we're talking about yeah. right there. Yeah,
2: we just put an emoji. We put crying emojis. On the, we make it like a big Snapchat. One long Snapchat video. That's where we're going to make the special. Oh, oh, shit! so gross. I think I just gave away secrets to my next special, guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> the emoji special.
2: The emoji special. is all emo- emoji Snapchatting. That's what we're going to do. So Hollywood gross. is not ready. We, gotta, we got all these dog filters that are going to fucking kill.
1: <laughs> well, we'll let you go get some food, get some rest, uh, get in your headspace. do all the things that comedians need to do to have a great uh, time.
2: I'm um, going to try and have sex. That's what I'm going to try and okay. do. Blow that
1: knife. Just make man. sure that someone else has to participate. Uh, they don't have to. Oh, it's just well, nicer so, if they I mean, do. I'm
2: not Hollywood yet, okay? What you, <laughs> I can't have someone else participate. I'm still <laughs> humble. Just me. Just me and my thoughts, okay? <laughs> me and this HBO crib that keeps me warm at night. That's, right. <laughs> That's what I'm
1: going to do. You just snuggle up with the an best, HBO app? The best place ever. I
2: have an HBO pillow. And an Ellen box of briefs. That's what <laughs> keeps you warm. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Did you get some gifts from the Ellen show? Do they do they give guests uh, uh gift baskets?
2: Yeah, they give gifts. They give you a mug and some and actually some brick box of briefs and uh So is that all like the stu- stuff?
1: Are you wearing all that stuff right now so people know that you're on the show? <laughs> you're really lying. Yes,
2: I'm sagging I'm sagging aggressively, like <laughs> in the old Wu Tang video with my Ellen box of briefs. And they're like, What? <laughs> like you you do know <laughs>
3: That's fucking funny. You
2: do know I was on TV, right? Like, you do If you don't, look TV, at my boxers. I'm not talking, like, Price's is Right daytime TV, yeah, baby. I didn't win You're a dishwasher. White Oprah shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I was at. White
1: Oprah shit. I'm sorry, have you guys not noticed my T-shirt that has a screen grab of, of my, uh, my, my announcement of uh, HBO picking up my special on Deadline? Have you not noticed yeah, uh, my shirt yet? Uh, yes, that sandwich oh, would be free, and
2: so will yeah. the one for this officer
1: behind me. So you
2: know I can play Now I can play credit card You know play the credit Or the cancer card I'm winning You know yeah. what I'm saying like I don't have to pay for anything else <laughs> Although my bar tab Last night Is very <laughs> expensive That They do not care about the cancer card When you are supposed to pay Yeah yeah. They're
1: not buying what you're selling the, So right. one last question Before we let you go Kickstarter and GoFundMe Is done Or is there anything That is still going Because I know The other thing you were talking about Was like listen I still need to live too So w- did everything stop Is it all over with
2: Mike, the Kickstarter stop, people can always donate to the GoFundMe. It's always appreciated. Okay. Uh, you know, someone just donated four seventy-one 71 because they take percentages out of whatever you donate. You yes. know what I'm saying? So that, sometimes I won't get an email, but like someone sent you eighteen 22. I'm like, oh, well, they, they really sent $20. Right. right to, you
1: know? <laughs> it would be hilarious if someone actually said, I can give them $18.22. $18 That's I, all I got. <laughs> not even 23 cents. What show are you
2: guys coming to? The seven o'clock or the ten o'clock? We're coming to the late show. Oh yeah, that's the one we're gonna have fun at. For yeah. First ones for the suits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you for know. first ones, for, first one's for, for the
0: suits, and it's also for you to, you know, I just I went to uh I was at Bert Kreischer, just taped his Showtime special and uh That's what John does. He goes to special I go to special tapings and uh and and he uh his first show was like a tighter crowd, but like they talked a lot and like, you know, it was just, it was more for him to just get kind of warmed up. And then like the second show he murdered. So it was great.
1: Yeah. Well, we look, we look forward to it. We're going to have, uh, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We know that we're going to enjoy watching you. Enjoy yourself. Um, we're so glad the journey has gone where it is. We'll recap with you when you've got time, when everything slows down. We'd love to have you back on and just talk about the whole experience. And, Hell yeah, um, I, need, and I
2: need more stories. You need That's what I need, all right?
1: <laughs> Story pod, yes. That's, your whole life is based on stories for podcasts. Good call.
2: Yeah, and I need to see Irwin's beautiful house <laughs> and hope that one day I can get married to a successful <laughs> woman as well, you know? Yeah, and then so leech I'm off her right and now, live so in the basement. I may I need that for a while, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well dude good luck tonight if we don't see you before the show we'll we'll hang out and see you after and uh like I yeah, said we'll man we'll
2: be at the Monty bar we'll be at the Monty bar drinking afterwards
0: then so. that's where we will be
2: all right I'll awesome, see y'all man. everybody all, all right, right hugs and kisses bye bye thanks man all
1: right bye. he uh He's still. Uh, I mean, he jokes about being arrogant, but you can just tell there's so much humility, and he's so humble. And, he, yeah, and he's I, just
0: he he gets it. I yeah. mean, he's not he's not like yeah, I fucking give it to me. He knows that it's
1: well. Even even I felt like he didn't want to. And again, I, I don't want to say it was bragging, but I felt like he didn't want to like brag about all that's taken place since the last time we saw him and all that kind of stuff. He was just kind of like, yeah, listen, you know. This is what happened, and of course, yeah, that's what I want, and yeah, everybody stepped up to the plate and did this and did that, and yeah. this is exciting, and yes, I'm going to take it, and I'm ready to go, and so it's like he 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 has the humility, but he also still has what you need, which is I I'm going to do this. I, I he um,
0: you, you, you have to believe in yourself, yeah. Which he which you really do. I mean, especially when you get something this quickly, like like this is. Like normally, decades in the making. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To get an HBO special, doesn't just you don't just go on. Like, like I can't wait for like so, go back to the Midwest and say, like, "Hey, you know what you should do? You should do with that Quincy guy. Go on Ellen and just get an HBO special with <laughs> like, that Quincy you guy. Know what mean? get on Ellen. Just, You'll like, get underwear. Some some asshole have some dumb opinion. Like, oh, why don't you just do that? Like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think you know it, he's got he's got to be he's got to believe in himself, and I think he does, and I think. You know, like you said, the first show tonight is for the suits, and and the second show will be... It'll edit together beautifully, you know, because that's what people, if you don't know, that's what they usually do. You do... Two or three shows Yes Because you, you, well, you just don't know What you're getting You wear the into. same thing And you keep the stage the same And you just don't You know in, You know, you can edit them together
1: If one joke works better Than another show It's right. like Well which is interesting That you know That's kind of what Ahmed was telling us Last week about Like these are the differences That you learn In, in producing Oh yeah These yeah, yeah, types yeah. of events and, and that you actually Did the same thing You went and saw something And you noticed Like man That would really blow If you only got this one show Because yeah. of such and such regions Now on the flip side though um, it was known for years that like a lot of these people that get these Comedy Central half hours that they do like twelve shows back to back to back and you may get the flat audience because the audience comes in and watches x amount of shows yeah no back that, to back that, to back that, back. that and, is not yeah and doing the, your... they don't get to do it more than once they no. do it and they they just, just sweeten them afterwards but you can t- if you watch enough you can tell when it's been sweetened
0: right yeah did you did you hear about Matt Brongers? he had a really uh-uh. interesting special uh, when he did his half hour. I guess the lights went out a quarter way through his show. Sweet, and he had to start over. Oh, so, no. but but I guess he did really well, and, okay. and everyone really enjoyed the fact that he was like, and he was like, you know, I mean, he's a gung ho guy. He's gonna, he'll do what it takes to make the thing work. You know, he's not like a quitter or anything. So. When he just started doing it again, people were like they were. All, everyone was behind him, and it just yeah. it worked out really well. That's I guess good. it was really funny.
1: I have not seen the special. I don't, was, I mean, was it in a big room, a smaller room? Have you uh, seen it? I
0: have not seen it. I'm sorry. I think it's on Netflix. Or, so. No, 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 no. I'm talking about his Comedy Central. Comedy half-hour. Central one. Okay. Yeah, which is what what my point was that like you're right. Some of those audiences can be flat because they see multiple shows, and then on top of that, the lights went out, and he had to start over. Which you know, is I like,
1: think we got. To, I can't remember if we talked to Full Charge about this, but you know that Full Charge was a part of that. Like, that that happened. Maybe that. I wonder if that he happened. Was, I
0: think Full Charge was
1: there, and he had to be the staller. That I think that was where the whole thing went on. Oh, really? I think Tosh was affiliated with that. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. He's not back. He's still on the road with Ian Bagg for a while. But oh, nice. When, um when he gets back in town, because he lives close by, we'll have him come back and, I'll, and remind me to ask him that story, because it's pretty interesting what he had to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Save the
1: day kind of thing. You but, know? but
0: even, like I said, I, I just I was at, uh, at Burt's taping mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, and he, it was funny, because like he edited himself in the sense that when he did something, like, you could see it. He would, he would tell a joke. If he didn't like the way something went, he, if he was stumbling over the words, he would stop, and he would just go after it again. Like, he, But it always got a good reaction, because people were like, oh, he's just trying to get it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he... The whole thing. His first show, man, old people were like talking and handing him shit. Like this lady handed him a hat. A guy stood up with a can of him of a glass of wine. Bert was like, "Am I having a stroke? What the fuck is going on? Like I'm taping a special." Wyatt. Nana, is yeah, that Nana old, me Nana, like, I thought you were dead. This old lady starts Spirit yelling out. Starts yelling out names. Do you know Mike So and So? Because it was a camera guy that Bert and Bert's like, "Yeah, uh, I do." And then she's like, "Here's a hat." <laughs> like thanks and he throws it backstage he's like why are you gonna wear it he's like oh continuity (laughs) like oh man it was really something but then you know that first show is kind of like get it like get it all out like I went out I was supposed to do 10 minutes they told me do 10 minutes and then read the rules to the audience maybe the the hat was supposed to be for you because you like hats I don't see
1: Bert as being a hat guy oh Bert wears tons of hats all right then Um, he's a hat guy good
0: uh, but uh but not on stage but yeah no he does on stage not done this not not the way you are you're a hat guy
1: what the fuck are you talking? about? You're a about? hat guy. That's not an insult. You're a hat guy. I b- rarely wear a hat
0: on stage. What do you want but, from me? You're a hat guy. Okay, dude. I'm a hat guy. All right. Well, you're right. a hat guy. I forgot what I was going to say. No, you're talking it, about being a fucking hat guy. Yeah, you're a hat guy. You said you went on
1: stage. You said to only do ten minutes. They
0: told me to do. They do ten minutes and then to read the rules to people about the taming. So I went out and I did that. And then I, when I, did, they all got to go to the bathroom because that was what I told them to do. And then I come back and they're like, uh, "Why'd you read the rules after your show? After your set?" I was like, "That's what they told me to do." Like. Now you need to go back out there and tell a couple more jokes and hype them back up. And when they sit down, I'm like, okay, no problem. And when I came back, Bert was like, you know what? I I needed that. I needed that big snafu there because now it feels
1: like a comedy show and
0: everything's totally normal. Wait a
1: minute. So you did or did not do it right? You did did it exactly the way they told you. I did
0: it the way they told me, but they told me to do it the wrong way. They told you to do it the wrong way. Now Mm -hmm. back to the hat guy thing. (laughs) I'm leaving.
1: Why are you so upset about the hat thing? I don't know because a- you
0: interrupted with some stupid fucking comment, like telling me what a gu- what kind of guy I am. I hate that shit. Uh you're a, you're more of a button down guy. Oh, you're a movie guy. I'm more of a TV guy. Like, shut you're, up. You're none,
1: you're none of those. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Did you want to be a button down guy? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> um, it's okay. I I've I've had a history of uh, of doing all the wrong things at all the wrong times. Anyway. I mean, I did like I said, like she was,
0: why'd you do that? I go, uh, they told me to. <laughs> she was like, well, and then the second show, I did it the other way around. And it did work a lot better, actually, because like, what it was supposed to be was like, if you can't go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom now. And then I'm supposed to tell jokes while they're all going to the bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like trying to capture the audience
3: right, right, and do right. a real okay. set the
0: first show. And then I was like, don't do that. They don't want that.
1: Like, they're all here to see Bert. They know what this is. Such a weird dynamic when, <clears throat> when you—it's um, not your typical club show where. They don't necessarily know the headliner. There's a huge difference, right? Like if, if people just go to see comedy, right? Right. And they don't know the headliner. They're at a comedy club just to see comedy. There's three comics, so all the comics can be funny. But then there's that interesting dynamic when you do shows with people that they I'm actually here to see came. Get to out of the way. <laughs>
0: Who are you? Yeah, I don't want to hear your
1: stupid fucking
0: jokes. You're a facilitator. Yeah. Although I did get a lot of compliments afterward. They were like, "You were really funny." I'm like, "Okay, thank you." So Which you're still kind of
1: supposed. To, you're not supposed to give up and just no, be up there and be like, "Yeah, so anyway, you guys." And
0: I didn't want to give up. I was I was super excited to To be there anyway, the fact that he asked me, I was super. I wonder how many people he asked before me, but the fact that I was available and I could be there, I was really happy. <laughs> I like working with Bert, man. He makes me laugh, dude. He's really funny. He, <laughs> it's it's going to be a good special. Oh, did you all of a sudden edit yourself there? Cause well, you gotta say I just something and then you I, thought... I almost said like how it looks, but I, it's not my place to talk about it. It's like his specials. So. And you filmed it somewhere on here? Where did you film it? Irvine, Irvine, Irvine Improv. Irvine, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They built up a, a set on the stage and everything. It looked good. Okay. 'Cause the stage itself is, is usually just a brick wall. It's like pretty pretty plain and the Irvine one doesn't even say improv behind it anymore.
1: They moved I don't know if you've been to the new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's more theatrical. It is. It is.
0: But it, it lent itself to uh taping. I mean it was yeah, yeah. They, they built uh, they might have done that with that in mind because I know that John Heffron I think is doing one down there mm-hmm. and a couple other people are gonna record there. So.
1: Yeah, it's got more I don't wanna say concert vibe to it where red brick walls that's club it, it, it looks like a club but it Because right. it's a club And this right. one This one's a little bit different than, In that respect <coughs> not a, And again Not a bad thing It's just a different <coughs> right. style Yeah yeah So last night um, After I took my hat off And went to bed Because uh-huh. I wear it in the house Because I've got insecurity issues I think I'm starting to go bald On the top here You, you think you are I can definitely tell you That you are Really? Cause I've asked the lady who cuts my hair and she says no.
0: Because she wants you to keep coming back, dude.
1: Well, I only come <laughs> back if the hair comes back. It doesn't matter what you say to Shit me your head. unless you're offering an elixir. It's not going to <laughs> Some potions. <laughs> Do you have any like magic potions or anything for <laughs> hair? Is there one yet? They're like just rub some eye of newt on your forehead; you'll be fine. Have they fixed that yet for people that just have a little bit of it, not like full ball? But if have they, if they actually come up with a legitimate thing that can? You that can, can use filler. hair growth. You can use filler. The powder. The powder, yeah, like in the fabulous Thunder Baker lot Boys of or whatever. Use it. I don't know about that movie, but I, the I, spray. There was a spray paint thing, right? Uh, There's well, a spray uh, paint you can do. Yeah, but I know about. Which this. I think Steven Seagal does. He he's, looks like he spray paints. Dude, he's
0: got a sweet ponytail. How dare you try to talk about the Seagull's hair? The gall. The, gu- the gall on this guy to make fun of Steven Seagall.
1: God, whatever that where is he's around, right? Oh, he's, he's still, still around. He still- and Nicolas Cage continue to make money or movies that are funded overseas because they still have a high overseas value. So we don't see it because we're Right. none but of our American China's dollars. All are the giving Steven them. Seagal movies. Yeah. And typically when you do that, you have to make those movies overseas and then they show up on Netflix. Like that's why when you go to Netflix there's always seems to be a new Nicolas Cage movie on well, there.
0: Well, I think the funniest thing I ever saw about Nicolas Cage was I think it was an SNL like a weekend update and I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers or whoever but they were like, "Hey, does anyone want to tell Nicholas Cage that every once in a while if he wants to, he can say no to a script? <laughs> it's like and I'm, in my head I'm like I laughed then I was like why would you? Like you want to make a movie with me? Great, let's make a movie. Like uh, what the fuck do I care? <laughs> like, one has to work, wonder. Maybe. Yeah,
1: I suppose and maybe he's just because that's the thing is one has to wonder how much he's making per cuz he's probably got a rate. I mean, not probably. We know for a fact he's got a rate that he's asking for and whatever that rate is. Now either his lifestyle has gotten so high that he, he has, has to, to keep, keep he has to keep doing it. I, I, that, that part of it, I don't know. I know some people said that he had financial, uh, problems or whatever, maybe just over invested or whatever. I don't even know. Does he still, I think he also lives, used to live in San Francisco, which is even more expensive than, than here, London. In, uh, yeah, in <laughs> LA. So who knows? Maybe he's just got extremely ridiculous financial problems that keep him working or he just loves working.
0: Yeah. Well, one, I think, you know, when people do a lot of movies, I'm like, they, they love doing movies. That's great. They love acting. Isn't that kind of the whole point. That is the whole point. Like, and, and maybe the plot isn't the greatest plot, and maybe the effects aren't going to be great, but there's nothing that says you can't try to make that character the best possible character you can make it. Do you know Except what I mean? Except
1: the Die Hard movies. They probably should stop that for a while.
0: Uh, I haven't seen any of the ones after the Sam Jackson one, and I honestly really only like the first one. Yeah. The, the, the even last the, even one even the was second one was, was – I mean, Dennis Franz is in the second one, and I couldn't get behind it. I'm a Dennis big – I is love – Is he still around? Yeah. I love that you guy. See him.
1: He, I'm surprised he's not doing more. He was always a great actor. I think I
0: think actor. he kind of after NYPD Blue, he did maybe a movie or two, and then kinda, didn't retire, but was like, yeah, I'm going to go live with my wife and have a family. I guess, my family. yeah. It's if you like could do that stuff too. You know, let's go get a cabin in the woods, like. If I had a series like NYPD Blue that was running all the time, that just paid out and paid out and paid out, and we paid did Hill
1: Street out. Blues then on NYPD Blue, right? So yeah. he had like a long, yeah. Long- Plus he played a
0: cop in like ninety movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was the perfect like him and Jerry Orbach. Remember that guy from yeah. Law and oh Order? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, those guys together. Like Orbach always had those like those shitty sayings. He always said the most like, yes, well, tell the ex wife. You know, like oh, yeah. shut up, dude. But but. He was a fucking great TV cop. And the and real
1: cops loved him. You know what I mean? Yes, they, yes. they
0: they would speak at banquets and shit. Like yes. this
1: is funny. It's great though. Yeah, I walked past uh, I worked on an episode of uh um NYPD Blue. And uh What? When? And he uh, it, it was at the Herald. They were filming all over downtown. Um they turned the Herald Examiner into uh the front of the facade and it was amazing. That's the thing about when you get an opportunity to work on a bigger budget production and you, you see, see what, what they, they can do, can do yeah. is, they, you took a, they took a, a, an empty slate. Like The only reason why they took it was because of the parking lot and the fact that it was fenced in. And it obviously needed to look like New York, right? And, um, and, and that part of downtown is very grungy and kind of has that New York-y vibe. Yeah. They built this unbelievable set. They built a whole front of a New York City school. Wow. Step like the steps up and the and the whole facade the, the massive door. I mean, dude, this is like no joke. This yeah. is all I mean it's it looked like a school when they were and, done. And and the reason really why I bring it up and always remember that, which I actually have somewhere in my house. Um, I was gonna where, say do you have a picture of that? I have there? a picture <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I actually have the um the production uh designers uh renderings of it. Oh cool. Um and so um but what's amazing what's amazing and simultaneously sad about it is when they were done, they just rip it up and throw it, there. it out they had to throw it out they had to cut it up and throw it away yeah. it's, it's i mean they save they salvage like probably doors. Door but. handles, but the rest of it has to be cut up and trash, And it's, it's so sad, and it happens so often, unfortunately. All the time. I mean, yeah. look, they cut up the original patties from Always Sunny in your yeah. building.
0: They just hacked it up and threw it out. And, they knew, and you said you knew what that was. And they go, yeah. Did you save it? No. No. Dude. And
1: I wanted to salvage that thing so bad. The problem is I can't. Yeah, I couldn't anything about it. Where are you going to put, put it? That's what I'm saying. But yeah. it's like, but I wasn't, the, 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 the problem was that I was, tro- I would have found somebody to salvage, even if it wasn't me. I, I wanted that set to be I saved.
0: I would have wanted a piece of that bar. Yeah. I would have cut a, a huge chunk of it and put it in my apartment as the bar.
1: Exactly, and, and that. But again, they wouldn't allow that to. Ha- and I. Yeah. It, 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 this is because we've gotten in such a litigious society. Right. Sure. I go over there to get the piece. Law, I get a sliver. Yeah, I sue them. You're done. It's over. You can never yeah, go into right, another so building again. It's. But that's what sucked about it, is I knew what was going to be destroyed. I knew what was about to be taken. Now they're, they're obviously the, the 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 only other one that they the, that was just for the first two seasons. The next twenty seasons is filmed on a different bar set, which they have. So they're they're still still making it. But my point is that it's not like the one and only, you know, exists. It was just sad to see that thing go. Yeah. Only because that that had been a bar for so many other things. It was in Zoolander. It was, you know, in Shortcuts, a Robert Altman film. Like historically, it's been around. Has some really cool things to take place in it. Frozen peas, like all these amazing. (laughs) Why is that so funny? <laughs> that's
0: not. I just love how you threw it in there. But, you know, that that was what... Did you ever see the Seinfeld where Kramer found Merv Griffith's uh, whole set in a dumpster? Uh-uh. And he put it into his apartment? <laughs> like, when I saw that in college, I was like, oh, that's just silly. But then I see, like, what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, I mean, that's totally possible. You walk by a dumpster in Hollywood and they got a, a, a set to whatever the fuck, you know? It's like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> but Kramer put it all in his apartment and then started having talk shows and, like... He would interview Jerry, and he's like, "What do we do? Who are you talking to? Where are the cameras? Like, what is this?" <laughs> it, was, it was a very
1: funny episode. So last night, going back to oh, last yeah. night, because uh, I forgot. So, uh, me and the kids were sitting on the couch, we're watching the baseball game. Uh, the kids fall asleep. I turn on some sports related thing, and then I doze off on the couch as well. So we're all falling asleep on the couch. Natalie's upstairs with the animals, and um, <laughs> I fell asleep. This is going to be the sad part. This is a sad parenting moment. I fell asleep with a uh, with a bowl of jelly beans on my stomach because I was eating jelly beans while I was watching. I was oh, eating some Easter candy. Do you have any like real sad uh, housewife music you could play, or like some sort <laughs> no. of a soap opera? No, I wish, I wish. But anyway, so um, fall asleep, and uh, this only becomes important because of the next thing that happened. Sound asleep, it sounds like someone kicked in the whole kitchen. So I get up and did the. The jelly beans fucking fly all care. over the you're, place. You're <laughs> I'm, I'm, I yell, "God damn it! Fuck the fuck!" Right? Start doing karate moves. But I'm confused. You know, you have that yeah, moment. you don't I'm know like... what day it is. You don't know if it's night or day. You and, don't know where you are. And I don't even know which direction to to take my karate <laughs> that I've never experienced in my life <laughs> that you with. don't know how to yeah. use. Yeah. you're gonna. I don't know who I'm fighting. I don't know what direction I'm gonna fight. I'm, but you I'm, are I'm gonna, gonna yeah. get your ass kicked, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I get and I'm and I'm kind of like you know hopping from section to section. And your to kids are to, still asleep. No one else woke oh. up. Natalie, well, my my goddamn it! What the fuck? Fuck! And the jelly bean spill. Woke. in common yeah, I woke up, Natalie. But even the dogs were like, "You got this one." Like even they, like the one thing they're hired for, yeah, you know, hired. Well, they're hired out, but yeah. via I pay them and food, yeah, um, and baths. The the um, the one thing that they're hired out for, they did they didn't even react. So, which in hindsight makes sense because they were sane enough to know that it wasn't an actual, you know, no one had breached security. So I went in the other way and I had this like metal tree, like wiry tree thing that was hanging on the wall. But um, I thought, I don't want to nail anymore. I'm tired of like patching and painting, so I didn't want to nail or screw anything to hang it up. So I used those clear plastic the sticky hooks, things that yeah. they claim are fucking like amazing they are but if, well, it depends not, on what you're hanging on well up. it wasn't the thing it wasn't that heavy so it was bullshit i okay. think it was just too many layers of fucking paint so you uh, realize after a while it's not really hanging anything but like seven layers of paint and over time it gave yeah so that that's all it was so it did, but it, and of course, guess what it, the wall looks like now, where the paint was oh, and uh, where the sticker was. It just ripped that off, so I'm going to patch some paint anyway. Oh,
0: I thought it was going to look like a karate punch
1: because yeah, you no. went in there and went yeah, crazy. I, I fought the wall. <laughs> fought the wall. I didn't know what had fought gone on, tree. but I knew
0: the house was against me yeah. and I needed to teach yeah. it a lesson.
1: Fucking tree. You're going down tonight, tree. Where's yeah, Dad? But that He's that out was in the yard it. punching That trees. was it, and then I had to go back and you know clean up the yeah, jelly beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> Kids never woke up. They just didn't care. No.
0: Well, they also are like when you're that when you're like growing like that, like sleep, you're like out.
1: Yeah, I guess. But you're also your job is never to a protect the house. B, when you're scared of like ghosts and like monsters under the bed, it's before you go to bed. That's it. i to notice. Yeah, once you're asleep, there's the occasional screaming nightmare, but those are far and few between. But their fears all come literally before they want to go to bed and before they fall asleep. So anything in the middle of the night, they're like, nah, not, not on my watch. That's my job. My job is to panic. Think twice about before I go in the room because if there is a killer there, I have to like you know I have to assess you know what do you
0: mean it... assess? You have karate moves, bro. Just use the karate. What is it to assess? You like they better assess getting their asses beat by you and your fucking fists of fury. You know what kind of fighting technique I have? Like <laughs> run, throw a book, scream. No, no. Let's say let's table. say you're forced to have to fight. Right? Uh huh. Now I don't know where you, you stand in you the show in up the... at Fight Club. It's the first day. You have to fight if you've never
3: been.
1: But I have my fighting technique. Is I, I punch away. Like you're supposed to go at someone or kick at someone, I'm always going backwards. So if it's a kick or a punch, I'm actually going away from the situation. So technically, I'm accomplishing absolutely nothing. And if we've learned anything from, you know, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, ain't much gonna happen unless you move in, right? Right. right. So what's your technique? Um,
0: I don't really have a technique. I don't. I've never really been in like a like a crazy fight that wasn't like my brother or something. You know. Uh, I think I would be more of um just try to wail on the gut. I like for some reason. But would reason, you stay in there? I mean, yeah, if I had to, I was being forced to fight, you know. But for some reason I had I this say forced, but
1: You did. You said if you were forced to fight. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um it, Hi, my name is Brian. What's your name? Apparently I'm having a stroke <laughs> I mean, Regarding Henry.
0: Um but I was uh I just if I have to, if I have to fight somebody I I have this fear and I know I I saw this in a Nicolas Cage movie Con Air <laughs> Recently oh okay Con Air he at the beginning of the movie he gets in a, a bar fight and he punches this dude in the face and it kills him and that's what sends him to prison I was in jail in Kentucky in 1993 and I was in jail for 25 hours in that 25 hours they brought in a guy they they were bringing prisoners they were transporting prisoners from uh, one maximum security prison to another maximum security prison, and they brought them and put them in cells with us. I was I'd been arrested for weed at a Grateful
1: Dead show, so that's the kind of I'm people. Glad you cleared that part up because I'm, I'm like, okay, you're gonna have to explain why. Yeah, we're, we're in a jail in Kentucky. Right, okay. right, right. So I
0: was on tour with the Dead. I was seeing all these shows. That we get busted by some undercover cops. We go to we go to jail for 25 hours. I in jail is a bunch of other people like me. It's just deadheads and dudes. Like one guy snuck a joint in in his ball sack. Like it was all that kind of stuff. So everything was kind of like a party. It was like, all right, cool. It was annoying because we missed the show, but it was still like it wasn't that bad, and we knew we'd get out the next day. Then they bring in these like guys in literally orange jumpsuits, like who had been in another prison and were going on to another prison, and they had to stop there for the night. And I was like, so then they throw in a bunch of these guys in this cell with us, and I'm like just being quiet. Like the news is in there, like shooting us, and I was like just trying to hide my face. And like they they busted. It was like a news story. They busted so many people at these shows. Uh,
1: but why is that, how is the new the news is actually in there with cameras and everything?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a jail. It was like a, it was like a they were like holy cells. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um whatever this guy, this big kind of burly dude in a orange jumpsuit is like in this cell and for some fucking reason he starts talking to me and I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, are you kidding me? I don't want to talk to this guy." And it it becomes very quick and very apparently like, he tells me right away what he's in for why he's doing like 18 years on a, a, um, a manslaughter because he got into a fucking bar fight and he punched a dude in the face and he fucking his nose shot up into his brain and he died. Literally, he's like, I haven't seen my daughter. My daughter was born while I was in prison. was like, I'm hoping to get out within 20. It was like the the most awful story because he was just a regular dude. This guy would not leave him the fuck alone, and he ended up going outside to fight him and he killed him by accident. It was like. That is a huge bummer, man. I mean, and then he taught me how to like turn a styrofoam cup inside out and... We played a couple other prison games. It was With- a lot of fun. He ended up being a super nice guy, <laughs> and I forget his name, but we, we bonded. He was a nice guy.
1: He taught me how to turn a styrofoam yeah.
0: cup. He's like, you want to see a cool trick? And it like, takes a long time, but it's like a super... Yeah, it takes a long time. You know why it takes a long time? Because you got a long you time. You got a lot of time. That was the whole thing. And then he did this thing to me. He goes, I bet I could make you... This is, what this is how we first met. He goes, I bet I, could... I bet you could stand right there on that spot on the floor, and I could walk around you three times, and I won't touch you, but I bet I can make you move. And I'm like, yeah, probably, man. I don't want to play that game, whatever it is. I don't feel like doing that and everyone was like yeah no do it do it do it oh do it do it God. so it's like it's like peer pressure from jail folk i'm like <laughs> oh okay yeah i should do it so i get in the middle of the room and i'm standing there and this guy gets up and he like walks towards me like just mean mugging me and shit and he starts walking around me and he's not touching me but he's so close to my face and he's like your mother's a fucking whore he starts saying awful things about my family which he doesn't know anything about but he's like you know he starts saying all this crazy shit he walks from, and every time he gets in front of me he's like that's one and then he goes around, and he goes, that's two. And the whole time, he's walking slow as shit, and he's saying awful things in my face. And then he gets on the third time, he goes, that's three. And then he walks away and goes and sits down. I was like, oh, that's your trick? Of course I'm going to move. I'm not going to stand here all goddamn day. And he's like, I know, but it's good, right? I go, not really, man. And then that's when he showed me the styrofoam cup, and we started talking about him fucking killing somebody by accident. But- <laughs>
1: Uh, Good thing you knew that after uh, the fact It was just all awkward Actually no not You're probably better off wanting to uh,
0: I'm trying to figure out If I knew before or after Because there was something I remember being real hesitant To go along with this thing Like I did not want it. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I, I got to be honest with you. I, 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 for the longest time, I thought it'd be kind of cool to be arrested once. But after hearing this, even though nothing happened to you, I'm like, it, even in you talk about what happened to him, all it takes is one weird fucking thing, say the wrong thing in jail. Oh,
0: yeah. And you're going to no into another toothbrush, brawl.
1: Toothbrush knife. You don't know. You don't know who's in there for what reasons and what their motivations are. Some of these yeah. people were like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. I'm a career.
0: Yeah. Whatever. And if, like I said at first, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. These are all people I was just at a concert with, basically. And then I met a couple dudes who had been in there since the last time The Grateful Dead came around. And I was like, well, I hope that doesn't happen to me. But these guys were like, they were confiscating RVs, nitrous tanks, fireworks. Like The venue was called Freedom Hall. I mean, the irony is freedom for motherfuckers like you. I guess, dude. Uh, I was in the same jail that uh, at one point Hunter Thompson was in. At one point, Sonny Barger, the leader of the Hells Angels, was in.
3: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. And then did, was I, this your own personal scared straight? By the way, or did it not change anything? <laughs> in look life? at me, dude. I okay, still enough. went to a million. Basically, I <laughs> I was I was worried that I wouldn't get out of jail in time because we had to go to Chicago because they were playing two shows in Chicago and then we were going to Indiana. Okay. So I was on this whole tour and and my friend, like we were all kind of got separated. I was with two girls and another guy and we all kind of got separated in jail. And then I went the next day, I I woke up and they took us into this courtroom and we were basically arraigned and told we can argue the case or I could pay a $300 fine and be gone. And I had just graduated high school. So I had all this graduation money in my account. So I was like, yeah, I'll pay the $300 and I'll get the fuck out of here. Like two after me, they changed judges and my buddy goes up and my buddy gets 14 days. I'm like, wait, what? Like I was gone that afternoon and he's like, they're like, yeah, I already got 14 days. I'm like, holy shit. But I can't wait 14 days. So I, we take off. We go to Illinois and I, I'm so tired. I drive all night in this uh, old Volvo and uh, I get home, and I go to sleep, and my mom wakes me up like an hour later. She's like, uh, Ari's mom's on the phone, wants to know where Ari is. I go, Ari met some girls. He's going to meet us in Chicago. I got to go to bed. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say. And then, like, I went to the Chicago shows, and I went to Deer Creek, and we came back, and Ari's like, yeah, I took a greyhound back. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> but it was, it, was all, it was all pretty chaotic, and that was – yeah, I, I – I, uh, I, I remember I went to college and I met one of the first people I met was this dude from Kentucky, uh, Robbie Watts. He's still a good friend. I love this kid. And he was like, oh, I'm from Kentucky. I go, your state fucking sucks. And like, you don't want to hear that shit when you're just meeting someone for the first no, time. No, no, so you he, don't. So but... he just looked at me like, um, who the fuck are you?
1: Like, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, good point. And then you smoke some weed and you're like, no, you know what, man, you're cool. Dude, you're I,
0: I drank 42 beers.
1: I threw up all Whoa, my, 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 my- Really? No. Are you just making that up? I'm just throwing out a huge number. Uh, but oh, okay, but it was I, a
0: lot. I drank so many beers. I went out and I just threw up all over the stairwell in my dorm, like my first weekend there, and then went back into the room I was hanging out in and kept partying. And like three hours later, someone's like, dude, I ordered a pizza. Pizza guy won't come up here because there's puke all over the place. And I was the first one to react. he go, who puked over there? What are you talking about? Let's find that motherfucker. And it was just like- just, I think we just I, did. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, my my whole thing with like fighting is like, you punch someone in the face, you could go to prison forever. And it's like, I I, it, to, to me, it's not worth it. And I just, I've had that fear for a long time. And I'm, I don't think I'm tough. I don't think, but I do think sometimes I'll be doing something, I'll hold something, and I'll like break it. Or I'll, I have like a Lenny from Mice and Men, like, <laughs> I'm serious. I was doing something with a glass pipe I was trying to clean. No and, puppies for you. And I didn't think I did anything too bad, but I just ripped <laughs> this piece of glass right, I like, yeah. just separated it. And I was like, Uh, okay, monster. Like, yeah. why did you do that? It was... It's just weird. You have special strength <laughs>
1: when, when need be.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm. you right? know, That's so, a, you know, so, like a superhero. But thing. if your
1: adrenaline is all up, and yeah. I just
0: fucking throttle you in the face, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I killed Brian because I wanted to punch him.
1: Well, because of the hat thing. But the, the, the thing, <laughs> the, but the thing is, is I, what, I think what where that becomes dangerous is those punches, that type of power. It doesn't come from that moment. It comes from all the moments you never did anything. Is all it, it builds up. I truly yes. do believe that. You're, you're pent so you're, up and you're punching angry as shit. And you're like you're punching nineteen <laughs> people who have yes, bothered you in, yep. in the course of your entire yeah, life. Yeah, so you're getting nineteen times one or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, that don't, punch, don't you know. do the math, but yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, Cause I'm not capable, clearly. Common <laughs> core. Um I would fail miserably. I check out my can't help my kids with math, they ask oh, they've changed the way math is done. And I I appreciate it and I respect it because it's an outside the box thinking. But it's also outside of my box of thinking. I I can't get back in the game. But did your parents ever help you with your math homework? No, no, because the whole point was like, you know, you, you sink or swim. Yeah,
0: because they didn't know what they were looking at. Like and that. Probably that's now the that I'm thing. Like, back on it, my parents could help forget. me read because yeah. my parents could read. But yeah. there's no fucking way I could take math homework to my dad and go, "What is this?" He would go, "I have no fuck. Look at the answers in the back of the yeah. book." What when you, you check
1: out, you check out. Like you, you. It's a survival thing in school where like you learn the math unless you're going unless you move on to be an engineer or something that requires math for most yeah. of your life. And then you can stay in the game. Like my wife, again, rich, smart, all the right things. She can help them. I cannot. I, I there's so many times I'm like you're going to have to ask your mom. Now this is t- I'm telling a second grader this and a fifth grader.
0: But also your wife has the brain that can process something, and even if she might not know it by looking at it firsthand, she can figure it out. Like yeah. she'll go, her brain will do the the work. I look at that and it's like
1: looking at a foreign language. I'm like I can't read yeah. that, so I'm just going to look over here. Like. It's, they're all really difficult word problems. That's how I look at everything. So they'll, they'll, my kids will, will be like, listen, can you help me with this thing? And I'll look at it and I'll be like, what? No, why are, no, why are, why are, I, are trains even leaving D.C. at 4 o'clock? What, what is this? And how are they related to apples? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I don't yeah. know how to get to 72. I'm yeah. totally sorry. Yeah. And, and and
0: like you said, unless you're doing a job that requires math, and don't give me that line of bullshit that's like every math teacher, in every profession you're going to need math. I'm like, uh, no. I raise my hand once. I go, what if I want to be a janitor? <laughs>
1: And this guy goes. No, they then they say, "Well, that's why."
0: Well, they go. They go. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to mix chemicals together. You going to do no ratios. Otherwise, you're gonna poison yourself by mixing chemicals the wrong way to mop a floor. I go. I've mopped plenty of floors. I've never measured a chemical in my life. And they're like, "Well, that's dangerous." You shouldn't. I'm like, Sh- "Shut up!"
1: In defense of those people, even though even though the argument was off base, they were trying. Um, no, it wasn't even that. They, okay. I think they just they didn't tell you properly. Math for the average person, i.e., you and me. That is, uh, it's like lifting weights of the brain. It's just, it's it's actually an exercise for the brain that helps the brain in critical thinking. That's yep. what it's about. Yeah. The thing is, when I now I know that, and it pisses me off that I didn't really know that back then. It was just do your fucking homework. Yeah. And do your math and pass your not my parents, but like school. It's yeah. like do your homework, pass your test, get the fuck out of here. because yeah, We're done with and you, and then go
0: take the next math class. Yeah. Like, ugh.
1: Yeah. Not realizing that that's what it, it's there to to help you with critical thinking long term, which is why I'm not a critical
0: thinker. I was going to say, man, I don't think I have that like long term critical
1: thinking thing. <laughs> just like. I like to react quickly. So, listen, when you have your kids on accident, just remember (laughs) that that's extremely important. Remember that part of it, and you'll be totally fine. Well, my kids are going to be hat kids.
0: (laughs) So, it's not going to matter. Because
1: I am obsessed with hats, man. (laughs) If I don't have a hat near me at all times, I freak out. I actually am. Even when I don't wear hats, I I really would prefer. In any given situation, I would prefer, and I'm like you, I don't wear them on stage, but I would prefer. Given the situation in daily life, to wear a hat, I always have been though. I should say, I should
0: clarify, I do wear hats on stage, just not usually when I'm like I'm going not a to... big
1: performance. You'll wear hats like if you and yeah, I if are just if doing I'm like doing a, a bar
0: whatever. show or yeah. whatever. But if I'm doing the Hollywood Improv or I'm usually yeah. if I'm at the comedy That's store, true. I don't I don't
1: wear a hat. I don't no. know why. I, it just feels a little it's a different less event professional for you. Yeah. and. But would know. you say that on average, if you were given, like, if you were going to leave the house, hat, no hat, you most likely would lean towards grabbing a hat? I would do that only... I would take the hat with me only because my hair sucks. So it's like, at any given
0: point, I could look in a mirror and go, Jesus Christ, cover that up, and I need a hat. Is so that like, what
1: turned you into a hat person, or did you just like hats? Yeah, I was just fascinated with hats growing oh,
0: I've up. Oh, always, I've always loved hats. Yeah. I've always loved hats, man. I mean, I, I remember having, like, a Mets hat and a Padres hat because I liked hats so much. Yeah, but, I'll, but then I still have... I still have... I should fucking take a picture and send it to you, but I have a... Cubs hat that I got at McDonald's with a Happy Meal in 1983. That's awesome. Uh, I ended up wearing it till the bill cracked down the middle and folded perfectly. And when <laughs> it got so loose that when I, if I put the bill in my pocket, the hat like draped down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was. It is was the most comfortable hat I'd ever had. I put a Grateful Dead patch over the sea. At one point, and I wore I wore it to like every Grateful. it was with me when I got arrested. I wore that thing nonstop for years, and I still have it. But it's like <coughs> like a frail. You know, like an old concert T-shirt right, that you can right. see your nipples through and everything, yeah. and you're like, you, you have to be so careful with it. Like, yeah. it's like that. So I just kind of have it like in a box, wrapped yeah. up. I don't know what to do
1: with it. It's going to be next to your casket. So don't worry about. I that. was, you know one of those Things that's if, one of the things. Right? If I
0: would, I had a friend who who passed away uh, shortly after I moved out here, and if I would have had the money to go to his funeral, that hat would have been in his.
1: Oh, really? You would have done You would have I, I would have okay. put it in
0: there. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I mean, sure. in all honesty, because the thing is, is like you either you. Here's the thing. You only keep things with you for two reasons one it 's a memento it 's a personal moment that you see very rarely over, like your lifespan. Oh, and you want to share it with somebody, or it's something that you're probably going to end up taking with you. If people identify you with that thing, they'll put it in the casket with you when you get buried, or whatever. Right. Which sounds is horrible and sad. We'll move on from that part of the conversation. But <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's I like mean, but
1: I mean, like I've got all my Star Wars figures that I. And the reason why they're so important to me, like a lot of kids collected their Star Wars figures. Right? I totally get that. But during my my um, I was a child model, which I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just not a brag. It's embarrassing to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love you saying it out loud. It's... That and Happy Birthday,
0: Lee Harvey Oswald. They're probably my two favorite. I was a childhood model. Like uh, I'm waiting for like the drug story now. But you're like, man, I liked hats.
1: <laughs> no, I was. I, I get open the door. It's, it's getting warm in here. I was. I. Uh... It's live radio, people. Look at that. Yeah, yeah live radio. <laughs> I yeah no I was a, I was a child model so I, I made a certain amount of money and um, when you know you make the money and my parents were like what do you want to spend it do you want to save it I was like uh, no I'm a kid rule number one no there'll be no saving here there will be a lot of spending that's yeah. what's going to happen here because I was a baseball around, cards and comic books and... Uh, ten years nine ten years old at the time and I was like I want to buy as how much money do I get I had seventy seven dollars and I spent every single cent on Star Wars stuff and so. Part of that Interesting. is the seventy seven dollars Star Wars came out in seventy seven. Yeah, I think I bought this stuff in seventy eight. Um, but that was the thing is I was going to spend every single. And I'm sure there was a discussion. My mom probably sat me down like, "Are you sure this, this is what you want you to do with, do with, your, with money? your money?" So there's so for me, the reason why I bring this up is because I still have all the Star Wars figures and I I brought them out and I was like, "Oh, I remember why I saved these. I saved these for my kids." And then I brought them out and then I started playing with them and I and they were playing with them rough. I'm like, "We should probably let's go ahead and put these back." Put these back in. They don't. They don't play with them.
0: Now So you took them out of the packaging. No, no, no. They, I didn't keep in the packaging. I okay. didn't get that crazy. Okay, okay, okay. So you had your toys, and then when you I was gave little, I wasn't children. that psychotic. Yeah. And then your children started to play with them, and you were like, "Now I'm a psycho, and I'm going to take my toys back yeah, because you're making a mess with my toys. Douchebag!
1: I'm such a douchebag. I should just give them back to them if they break them. So be it. It's a part of our family history that." Like the dog chewing on the baseball glove. It is what it is. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And then every
0: go. Thanksgiving till Elliot and Tanner are 42 or whatever, you can be like, remember when you broke my, my Darth Vader? <laughs> and you can they can be like, shut up, dad. Stop fucking bringing that up because that's what dads do. They bring shit. My dad brought up. I stole a 12-pack. I was supposed to stop and visit. I was on my way back from a fish show in New York, and I was supposed to stop and visit and say hi but me and my friends just pulled into the driveway I ran inside and grabbed a 12 pack of St. Pauli's girl from my dad's bar and then we took off and went back to school and then my mom because that's where
1: you want to go when you, when you steal a St. Pauli girl is go back to school well I
0: mean <laughs> yeah it was like 8 hours away but um, but my, the next day my mom calls she's like are you? I'm like wow well, we made it back to Ashland she's like did you stop here I go yeah for like 5 seconds she goes did you take your dad's 12 pack I go <laughs> Yeah, but fuck it. We needed beer, and she was like, "Well, he's pretty pissed." And I was like, "Why?" Go tell him to go buy another twelve pack. <laughs> and then, like, it, it was something that he just brought up every chance he got to the point where i opened a birthday card in front of him once and it had money in it and he goes i going to buy a couple 12 packs with that and i go you know what here 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 go buy your own fucking 12 pack here's some money and i like tried to pay him for it he was like well no i don't want, i don't want your money i know
1: you just want to complain forever that's exactly what he wants yeah. that's the payback dude yeah. that's he yeah. didn't he never wanted the you could have you could have when the minute you found that out you could have driven that 12 pack back that day yeah he would it doesn't matter yeah, i'd still be hearing about it you're right it doesn't right. matter the sticky fingers the minute you took that it was th- that was his way of saying oh, this." This is, this is going to be, yeah. this is what I'm going to get out of this from here on out.
0: I mean, every car I crashed, that that was just a, oh, man. Oh, you're going going to a fishing hole with your buddy? Like I was hammered. I backed into a tree like 40 miles an hour. He was like, what the fuck? I was like, it was two weeks after I got my driver's license.
1: Oh, good. He was
0: like, and it was like a brand new car. It was a 1979 Pontiac Le Mans. He was like, don't eat in the car. It's brand new. I'm like, you're out of your mind, dude. This is not new. Wait, 79? It was a 79 car, but I was driving in the 90s. Okay, but the
1: car was not brand new.
0: No, my dad kept saying, don't eat in the car. It's a brand new car. I go, oh, it's a new. 1979 pint. How was that fucking brand new? Did it, did, was, it in, was it in pretty it sweet, sweet condition? In pretty considered? sweet uh, condition. My okay. dad took real good care of the automobiles yeah. we had. He liked cleaning the car? He liked, uh, well, when I started getting caught drinking, he liked me cleaning the car. <laughs> that was real fun. <laughs> fucking waking up to that guy at like six in the morning on a Saturday after you drink a bottle of Finlandia and pass out on the bathroom floor. He was like, uh, get up. I was like, oh God, this is going to be the worst day of my life. I don't
1: want to claim ignorance here, but I am. Uh, what is Finlandia? Oh,
0: it's vodka. Oh, it's it's okay. a cheap, my buddy Glenn had it, he stole it from his dad and we went to my friend Kelly's house and we drank a bottle of fucking, and I didn't know, I was like, I remember going, oh man, this burns. And my buddy goes, you should mix it with something. And I was like, what? And then, like, I got halfway through the bottle and was like, and that was, they just basically took me home and I couldn't get keys in the door. And my dad was like, what the
1: fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, what's wrong with you? And he was like, (laughs) okay, here we go. I will never, I'm not a vodka person. I, uh, in, when I was like 19, 20 years old, I I drank myself uh, into, you know, when you get tunnel vision. That's like one step from blackout death. Yeah, uh, it was it was stupid, and I was like, I, I'll never forget that. Scared the shit out of me because I had never seen that before, where, where it starts getting dark, like black, you can't see on both sides. Like you start. I never, getting... I never remember that. I know what happens to me, but I don't remember. I yeah, just black that scared out. Scared the shit out of me because I was like, oh, I'm about to give myself alcohol poisoning. So I was that kind of guy, like a Glenn Bias, and no, I'm never going to have cocaine. Like I did all those things, right? So. Um, there was that one, but in the Irwin family history of uh, angry alcohol moments, oh, um, parents used to <laughs> take vacations book. all the time. Uh, they uh, uh, had I had, of course, the party I wasn't supposed to have at the house. Boom! And uh, you always make those genius decisions, like where's the liquor? Yeah. which my parents were not big alcohol drinkers, so it was like a couple bottles of hard alcohol. Didn't touch that stuff because that stuff it was too dusty, so they you would you know. couldn't get away with that one. So I was like, oh. There's a couple bottles of wine. It was like some white wine. So we decide, uh, we have to make the decision. So guy wants to be king of the party. <coughs> he decides, let's drink these. Okay. So what I decide to do instead was go out and get replacement bottles. Mm. Couldn't fucking find the same bottles. And I thought, well, my parents don't drink that much. There's no way they're going to know so uh, one of them had um, A little bit uh, Was missing from it You know like it was a bottle That was open And went through so, so I had to buy one Then I had to open it up And then I had to take A little bit out Like I really thought About this right Uh huh Put it all in there And I'm not even shitting you It's like I, I realize now What parents do What's the first thing Parents do when they Fucking get home <coughs> Uh, check Go to make all, sure the pipes haven't burst uh, And who was in the alcohol cabinet Who was Let's in the say, alcohol yeah. cabinet Are there any holes in the wall yes. like, yeah. Yeah. So my mom went in there and she was like Come here, I gotta talk to you She's like, I know you had some uh, I swine. I'm like, "No, nah, I didn't have wine She's like, no, no, you, uh, you refilled these bottles I know what you did, you refilled those bottles And I was like, no, I didn't refill the bottles I bought new, Oh damn it And I, and I, and I realized at that point you like I busted myself up. But she didn't hear that <laughs> part Forever, to this day, she will tell you that not only did I first deny it, but she will tell me that those are the same bottles, and then I just I refilled them. so I, I to this day, we argue about it, but what bothers me is if I hadn't opened up that one bottle, I probably would have gotten away with it because she didn't see close enough, <laughs> enough to
0: yeah, fucking pissed. Well, you still don't know. you, you, you never know what they're going to discover and what, I mean, look at all the shit you've gotten away with, right? And then like they caught you that one thing, like I had a party at my place when my parents went to Florida this some dude brought a gun pulls it out points it at my friend my friend goes get that fucking out of my face slaps this dude's hand his hand with the gun goes into the drywall right next to the table where my dad sits and eats every day i'm like what the fuck is this so i got kick all these idiots out and i'm like okay i moved the napkin holder in front of the hole like i'm like <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this thing and then like we clean out me and my friends eat all the food in the house which was expected and my brother has two 12-packs, and he's like, he comes walking in with them. He puts them in his room, and I'm like, and then he leaves. I go, fuck that kid. So I grab the 12-packs, and I put them in the fridge because I'm going to get them cold. Because once they're cold, me and my friend Kyle are going to take them. We're going to go drink them. I go pick my uh, parents up at the airport. I bring them home. I'm in the kitchen washing a dish. And I was like, oh, you guys ate all the food? I go, yeah, we ate all the food. She's like, oh, oh, well, this is nice oh, your dad will be happy about this. And I was like, I turn around and she's like holding the two 12-packs that I left in the fridge and she's like, oh, this is great. And for like probably like a week and a half, every time I'd come home, my dad and his buddy would be out there with the Millers and they'd be like, hey, thank, thank you, thank you. And they'd just drink them in front of me. I was like, you fucking. And every time I go in for like any kind of anesthetic or surgery or where my mom is with me and I'm getting put under, uh, she always tries to find out how many people were at that party. How many people did you have at the house? And I'm
3: always
1: like, <laughs> "Good try, lady." I love the the, the, the that's the, the beauty of parenting. Is there are certain things they'll never let go of, and they'll just carry it with you? I kind of like that. It's it's annoying to us, right? Well, but I kind of now love that you're a fact, parent, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, or you get older, and you kind of you you realize you're like, "Oh, hilarious, good stuff." Yeah. I mean, Way mean to look, never let me. You got to have certain things in your life that people will never let you live down. That's part of life. You have to have those. It's annoying as shit. Well, I mean, but look, you have to have. Them. I,
0: I don't know anybody that doesn't. I don't know if you have to have them, but I don't know anyone God, who's, you so, who's so cool that they've never made a fucking mistake or been mocked right. or done something that they were like, oopsie-daisy. Like... Everybody, even the coolest people I know, the smoothest motherfuckers, make gigantic errors. when it comes to life, sometimes, oh,
1: absolutely. One of my best friends, who I live with out here to this day, he always, every once in a while, will be hanging out. He goes, "Remember that one time you kicked me out of that party in high school?" I'm like, "Dude, you know what? <laughs> we have talked about this now. Doesn't way matter. Way too many decades. Doesn't matter. It's going to come that, up all the time." And he, because he knows. It gets me everything. He waits of and course. waits. And, and then he finds the moment and he knows I'm going to snap for just a second. So he sends me a text that he goes, remember that girl that you were trying to look cool in front of when you told me that? He goes, I just, uh, I just happened to run into her. And I told her that story. I'm like, dude,
3: <laughs> god damn it.
1: Don't don't, don't be split. But he's kidding, right? Or no, did he really he run into do it? No, he did it. He did
3: it. And he told
1: us that I'm like, come on, man. No,
0: that's perfect, though. <laughs> <laughs> especially because now that you're, you're married with kids it doesn't you're not trying to impress anybody or anything. no you know it's like
1: it was high school it yeah, was
0: that's really funny i
1: thought i was playing the role of the guys i saw in movies like hey get out get out yeah no nerds i'm bigger and better and stuff man it's my party bro which couldn't have been further from the truth. like i was not those guys i was not uh you know right. what's his name from you know revenge of the nerds um uh yeah i'm an ogre. Ogre. I was not ogre. I wasn't even close to ogre. You so were I was... Ted McGinley? No. <laughs> I, was, I was neither. I was closer to the nerd all the time. So, um, oh, oh, yeah.
0: Are we... Well, I was going to say... Are we what? I was going to change total subjects because had a, a inter- yeah, you can... an interesting thing happened yeah, to me. Yeah, absolutely. I went to a dinner party on oh. Saturday night. A
1: button-down dinner party?
0: I did wear a button-down. You did wear a button-down. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. What? No
1: jeans, no jeans. Dress shoes, no dress shoes. Brown,
0: like how... brown jeans, gray Nikes. Good, good, nice, clean,
1: crisp. Clean. So they're clean cream. tennies. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then... Uh, the better tennies. Yeah. And then my nice dress, brown jeans, and then a gray button-down with a blue undershirt that you can see a little bit of.
1: Very And uh, an... and, a, and a watch, my
0: Nikon watch.
1: So this is an important dinner party. This is well, not just
0: a going to hang out with friends. My buddy Tim, his uncle, uh lives in, I guess, uh, kind of over in this area, but... uh He's the documentary filmmaker. He made the movie Hype, which was won a Sundance Award for Best Documentary. Is it, da- is it the dance thing? It's about uh, the Seattle music scene. Okay. The decline and fall of the Seattle okay. music scene, essentially. Not the decline and fall, but the rise and later part
1: of. I can't believe I've even seen that. How, how, it's, how- it came out in 96. Seven. Okay, so it's, it's my pre-documentary days. Okay, yeah, yeah, so it's but it's really good. It. But since then, now he's won
0: an it. Emmy for a, a documentary called Art and Copy. He did a documentary called Surf Wise about a surfing family. He did a, one about graffiti. He's done, and he, then he's edited for like, uh, uh, who are the guys that made American Pimp? Um, the... Uh, Black guys, they made um, all right. Easy. No, they made um, that Johnny Depp movie too, Jack the Ripper. Okay, yeah. whatever. But and it, those guys, the brothers. Yeah, yeah they're, I don't know. they're brothers. I don't know. Are they brothers? I don't I know. can't remember their friends. last name. Best friends. Anyway, um, he worked with those guys and, and did a bunch of stuff for them, and he's edited stuff and, and, like I said, makes his own his own documentaries. But he was having. A dinner party at his house that was being hosted by a friend of his, technically. And his friend is the lead singer of the Presidents of the United States of America. Really? Lump
1: singing. Yeah, burr, burr, exactly. Burr. exactly.
0: <laughs> going down to the country going to eat a lot of painting. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of his party. But Now, but, did you sing that to him in the mini madam? him? Actually, no. Good, because um, that would be annoying as shit. <laughs> well, yeah. But my buddy Tim was like, dude, you guys should come to this party. We get there and Weird Al is there.
1: Oh, come on. Just fucking chill. How long have you been holding on to this story to tell me?
0: Uh, this whole show? I mean, I guess. i just kind of thought about it right now because it just happened Saturday. But uh, but I knew he was supposed to be there, but you never know when you, you hear agree, that. You're right? like, okay. Because yeah, Duff McKagan was also supposed to be there the night after he played the Troubadour with yeah, Guns N' Roses. We
1: all know where that so, would have fallen so in the category of excitement. Oh, so, my God. I would
0: have yeah. been like, hey,
1: dude, how was those shows last
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like I would have been all over Go, go
1: to the Peaches country. No, no,
0: wrong guy. I'm so confused here right now. But so Al's at this party and like, you know, I'm he's talking to people. I'm not going to – it's not a big party. There's only like 10 of us there, you know, 15 maybe. Um, and Doug's got a nice place and we're hanging out and, and Nicole had never seen the place and Tim was there and we were hanging out, whatever. But then so I'm like, I mean, how do I bust into – because I've seen Al – since we did that commercial together, we did a Radio Shack ad together. Since then, I've seen him at the farmer's market, but I never said anything to him because it's awkward. He's with his family. He's trying to buy fucking produce. I'm like, I don't want to bother the guy. So I'm like, how do I talk to him about this thing and let him know that we've worked together so I don't seem like a crazy person and then Tim did it. he goes, "You and John did a commercial together, and he's like, "Oh oh my God, oh, cousin Bob or whatever and we and then that was it, and he was like, fucking the coolest, nicest, I mean just the surrealness of like me and Nicole standing there and like al' just having a conversation with us about stuff and like chuckling at my jokes, and I was like, Oh my God,
1: this is and then he like took us outside and showed us his Tesla, he got a new car. I was like, God this I fucking love this dude like." And I do want to be clear, for anybody here that's listening to this and maybe like 25, 27 years old, you don't understand the impact of what it, Weird, <sighs> Weird Al... We wouldn't be sitting here today without Weird Al. <laughs> Weird, Weird Al, when he first hit the scene, he was crushing it. I mean, the guy was a mega star when he hit.
0: And you can thank... And Michael Jackson is a huge reason why. When, when Weird Al was like, I want to cover Eat It, I want to make it a song called Beat It, and Michael Jackson signed off on that, mm-hmm. every other big name was like, oh... Look what it did! I mean, it, it it helped them in the long run. Do you know what I mean? The only person that was ever angry about it was Coolio, and that's because he was deranged. <laughs> but he says since they've made up, I guess. But but he always gets permission from all those people, so it's like that Michael Jackson being the first guy to be like, yeah, 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 do yeah. that. And that I mean, eat Massive. it. Eat it is still. Massive. I mean, get yourself. Everybody a, knows eat it. Everybody, get even if you an don't know him, you know eat it. it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And, and and I had, you know, he signed five records for me and was like, cool, when we did that commercial together.
1: Oh, I thought you meant that you brought the records. <laughs> no, I don't know no, 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 no.
0: But like, you know, so you can't
1: ask for pictures. We are at a dinner parties with friends. You can't no. be like, can I get a picture? Can I-? You just yeah, have to have a so casual conversation. People do that. Remember Eric, who our show. That like he was—he still posts all the time on Facebook. He was a bit. He loved. Oh yeah. He was he and uh, Dewan. These, yeah. these guys that used to work with me—they um, they loved. They couldn't. You know, got to get the picture. They did The thing of Schwarzenegger, and then I asked. And they're like, no. And I was like, that's why I don't ask, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm never asking. It's embarrassing for to get turned down for ever one again. I always get turned down. But the thing is, is I realize in the end, it's like it's like going to a baseball game or watching your kid on stage perform something. It's like at some point. If you don't take the picture, if you don't take the video, did it not happen? Did you not experience it? Yeah. Are you worried that someone's not going to believe you? And I get it's kind of cool to have a wall of fame of like, look at all the people that I met. Yeah. I get that. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been cool to have all that all the years. And I'm sure same for you. But, it's, but at the same time, I kind of forget about it like 10 seconds later. You know what I yeah.
0: mean? Yeah. And you know what I did? I was looking for, I did Michael Costas' uh, um, worst birthday ever podcast. He lives down the street from me. So we did that. And I was, he's like, do you have a, a worse birthday? And not really thinking. I, I remember this picture I have as a kid where everyone at my birthday party is smiling and taking this group photo. And I have my arms crossed and I'm faced away from the group. And I showed it to Costa and he goes, who? If I had to pick out one stand-up comedian in this group, it's the fucking angry dude in the Superman t-shirt who won't look at anybody. And, uh, but I told him, um, what, what was the whole... Where were we just
1: talking about? Pictures and famous people. Oh yeah,
0: so I'm going. I was looking for that picture to go do his podcast, and as I'm doing that, I'm going through this cedar chest full of crap, and I'm like, oh, look at all these photos, and I find this group of photos. It's like me and Jeff Goldblum from the Jamie Kennedy experiment. It's a Polaroid. Right. Me and Jim Belushi from the Jamie Kennedy experiment. A Polaroid. Me and fucking Flavor Flav and Jay Brown, who was a guest on the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, we we shot a punked uh with we were punking Tyra Banks. <laughs> And for some reason, Flavor Flav is like friends with her or whatever. So he came to the control room. He's sitting there with us, purple jumpsuit, Viking hat, and a clock of himself. I think I've seen this photograph. Did you post I just it? posted oh, it the other day because you found yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah. I found it. I just posted the other day and I was like, I, I will never forget like that was so funny to me because I was like, Are you um from Minnesota? And he was like, What? And I go. Oh, I go. You're wearing a Vikings hat. You have a purple jumpsuit on. I thought you were, might be a Vikings fan. He goes. Oh no 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 John. You know why I wear this? I'm like. I'd love to hear this. Why? And he's like, so people know I'm sharp. <laughs> no shit. That's a direct quote. I was like, what? And then I go. Can we take a picture with you?
1: <laughs> like, so you. So you would occasionally. I mean, and that's a, oh, when you're taking for, for, a Ulrichs- guy, for
0: a guy like that. When back then he was there, it was. It, he was like, totally fine. He was on man. our. He came to our show. Like right. he was fine meeting everybody. Do you know right. what I mean? Like he, yeah, yeah. it was right before his reality show took off, and like he was on his way to being that goofball that everyone's like, right? Okay, lunatic.
1: You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just another thing for those of you who are between the ages of twenty five and twenty seven, in order to get a Polaroid, it had to be a really important moment because oh uh, those were really expensive.
0: This this one was actually a regular picture, but all the other ones were Polaroids, and like the Jeff Goldblum one, I forgot all about that. You know what I mean? That guy showed up. He did a he did a he was in a in a bit with Jamie about his new cologne that they were trying to do a commercial for. And He's playing the piano and eventually Jamie sprays the cologne in his face and he goes crazy and like the whoever the mark is is supposed to be like helping or help produce the com- whatever it is, but they're like freaking out cuz Jeff Gold was like I can't see. It was fucking hilarious.
1: You did the, was, was that the show that um that I was that they tried to Did he do more than one of those shows? Who? Frank shows Jamie Kennedy. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I got. I did you work on the whole show? I worked on the first two seasons. Okay, so I, I was I we've talked. We ever talked about the fact that somebody they tried you know tried uh, tricking me?
0: No, but be, uh, did you know like some of the people that were casting?
1: No, some guy must have known somebody who cast, and I got called into a fake audition where I was supposed to make out with this really old lady. Oh my god! Oh my god! think I think I, I, think I, I seen there, you in there.
0: I think I've seen you in that. I and think I
1: sat there, and I was like, he walked in, and I was like. Dude, I know who you are. You stand up over the Ha Ha Cafe. Like I was like, he was trying to pretend to be a director, and I was like, "This is bullshit. What's going on here?" And he got really mad at me for like calling him out on it. Do you know?
0: Were you there? I think I was there (laughs) because I remember that old lady sketch. I remember that bit, and I remember somebody did know recognize him immediately, and he was like, "Fuck!" and he was mad. He was was mad. But um, yeah, me, John. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's, he got mad. He got pissed off. Me, and he yelled me. He's
1: like, Why would you do this, man? I heard you're a comic and you should want this kind of exposure. Blah blah blah. You should just play it along with it and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, And now you know me. I don't like to, I don't like yeah, to be put in situations where I don't, no, dude, I'm I made a fool of. So, you know, my defense mechanisms went up immediately. And I was like, All right, you know, whatever. So, obviously, you know, I made, I was on the cutting room floor of that. D- but. Well, but. Were you, or is that bit out there? Like, were you? Oh, I'm assuming it's not. I've never, I never watched the show, so I don't know. I, I
0: did, but you know what? I, I, I must have been in that room watching that because I was like, "Oh, who's this asshole?"
3: <laughs>
0: but <laughs> he's going to talk about hats someday. It's going to piss me the fuck off. But that's you know. On a show like Jamie's, though, we had multiple marks. Like, to me, it was never a big deal if one didn't work out. Like, I just did this interview with uh, a gentleman from the Huffington Post who is writing um, an article about the behind the scenes of Punked, the mm-hmm. original f- uh, first eight cycle series or whatever. And he just wanted stories and like fun anecdotes about some stuff that had gone horribly <laughs> wrong, you know? So it was really, it was a fun, it was fun to talk about. But, but Punked was. That was a one-off, man. You had you had that person show up and if that prank didn't work that day, uh-huh. you wrapped it up and you went home with a failure under your belt. Jamie Kennedy, we had it was like we had we'd set up five people to come in, eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, you know, whatever. And then To get the best one. Yeah. And then we would either and if they were all awesome, it would be a montage of of all the bits, how, how they went, or if we had one that was like really fucking good then we would that was be the one that and i say we i was a pa i had no mm-hmm. decision making in this show at all but but yeah so me once i realized you do like all the prank shows i've done like that disney code nine thing was like it was a one-off look like those were intense because they had to work but
1: they were extremely elaborate and we had to you you, you know what i mean you couldn't really yeah. reset those exactly because of some of the gags that we were doing we yeah just blowing stuff shit. up yeah.
0: and yeah but that's how and that's how a lot of punked was that was punked was a lot of destruction you know yeah. and and blaming the the mark but so you couldn't like yeah we just blew up a car. Now we got to go get another one and blow it up again because we have another mark coming. Right out? No, right. You can't do that yeah. shit, you know. We we did run the same prank uh if it didn't work on somebody we'd run it on somebody else, but that never aired. You know, we, the failure never aired, so it didn't it didn't matter. But um I forget why we were talking about. Oh, yeah, because, oh, the one off and and Hidden Camera being so fucking intense.
1: No, you were saying you couldn't understand why he got
0: so upset about it because you had five more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would he care? Because it's not. And and what I know now about that show is that the casting department, I think, was just calling their friends. That's why I. That's how. Was it like. Did somebody named Gavin get a hold of you? Was it like a buddy of yours? No, no, it was was another comic who who obviously knew somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense, you know. But it was still. uh, It's out
1: there somewhere, dude. Yeah, I, I, God, I, I feel like I have, I've seen that. Yeah. Maybe it's on the outtakes of the Diva D, as my kids call them, Diva D. Who knows? I don't know. Well, this was good. This was uh this. Was a, so the Huffington Post thing. So that's cool that you got to. Yeah,
0: it was really cool. It was really. I mean, I think he, he, he was he asked all good fine questions. You know, he's just looking to put together a fun a fun piece on it because I think Ashton was just on the Corden show mm-hmm. talking about. Something with the, with punked, and I was like, Oh, I,
1: I didn't see that or hear about it, but you know, say what you want about that show. Um, not you, but I mean, just people yeah, in, general. in general. It, I mean, it created a whole new word, a whole overnight, like you know what I mean? Like the way people, nobody says, Did you just trick me? No one says, You just hidden camera me. What do they even, say?
0: Even don't punk me, dude. Yeah, you, even you, when I, I worked on other hidden camera shows, people would say, All right, so. When we punked this guy, and they yeah. would use, and like, so, like, on Code Nine, it was everything we could do to get people to stop saying punked. Yeah. Don't say that word. Don't talk about that show. This is a different show. Stop saying, well, on Punk, stop saying that. It's not punked. This yeah. is Code Nine. Like, it was, it was, you know, it, it was hard to separate. People really did. It's like when, when you go to Texas and they go, you want a Coke? Yeah. And you go, yeah. And they go, great. We have Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And you're like, what? You just asked me, well, they call everything Coke. Yeah. All soda is Coke. Like Coke, Kleenex, all, and punk are all the same thing. Exactly, dude. Exactly, exactly. punk just means a hidden camera show.
1: It's <laughs> exactly what it means. And, and
0: there's really, so it's kind of cool that you're a part of that I, look, history forever. I, I mean, in in hindsight, I was spoiled rotten on that show. I had a fucking corner office on the 14th floor of the CNN building for a chunk of it. I had I could just I could hire people I wanted to hire. I could fire people I wanted to not fire them, but like I replaced people with like my brother came out and got a job mm-hmm. like and 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 we. Like we'd go like weeks without doing anything, so I'd be in the office just on my computer doing whatever, writing jokes, and, and then we'd have to shoot on a Saturday. I'd be like,
3: bah! "Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck, I
0: gotta shoot!" And I'd get all up, bent out of shape. And then I was like, in hindsight, I'm like, "You're a fucking asshole." Like it was, uh, we we got away with a lot of stuff. We had a lot of fun. The the some of the funniest shit happened. Like the Serena Williams story was what he wanted about how uh, she was. <laughs> You know Julia Wallow, right? Mm-hmm. She was supposed to have, we had Rob Pinkston in a car. He's, he's, he looks really young. He's probably 14 at the time, but he okay. looked really young. And Julia is like her aunt, his aunt. So they're, they're in this parking lot. And she's yelling at the car. He's locked the car. He's got the keys. He's like, fuck you. And she's like, God damn it, you are being a brat. Serena comes in with her, the accomplice who brought her there. And they're going to go to this donut place. And Julia goes inside. like, oh, that's my nephew being an asshole. And, and Serena's like, well, you know, kids, you know, they're bratty. And, and Julia's like, yeah, maybe you could talk to him, whatever. And, and what was supposed to happen was the kid is supposed to drive away and make it look like he just took off in the car. I'm in the backseat under a blanket this whole time. When he gets to the edge of the parking lot, he do not have a license. I'm supposed to jump in and take over. Right, 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 right. And then drive the car to these selected spots and she's supposed to then come with Julia looking for the car and then leads us to this finale. Serena Williams reacts so quickly. She's like, grabs Julia, grabs her friend's keys, gets in her, the car and now she, Serena's driving, which was never supposed to happen. It was supposed to be the accomplice or Julia so they can fuck around and take wrong turns and not know what was going on. And Serena just gets in the car and she is on us like quick. I'm on my walkie like, I think this is her coming up, guys. I'm at a red light. I'm at a red light. They pull up right next to me and now Serena had seen the kid. Serena had seen Julia yelling at the kid but now I'm driving the car. So she thinks I kidnapped the kid. So she's like, who's that man? Who's that man? (laughs) She starts freaking out. I look right at Julia's face. Julia's like, what the fuck should I do? Because she can't hear now because she's gone too far away from the control room. She doesn't have her earpiece, isn't working. The only, like, uh, the kid can't hear. The only communication is my walkie-talkie. And I can hear everything that's going on. And they're like, uh, take a left, go here, go there. And I'm like trying to lose her. And Serena just thinks I'm this crazy molester who's just grabbed this kid. And then I had to like slam into this area and then just take off running. And then the, like she thought she rescued the kid. It was all very, like at the end when I came out, she was like, you, I thought you would kidnap that kid. I was like, I know, I know, sorry. <laughs> I was never supposed to be in that bit. That was never. It was always supposed to look like the kid drove it away. It was like. Oh my God. But shit like
1: that happened. But did, it still and aired you, that way. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah so it, 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 it did air. It you did just air. ended up becoming an actor that you weren't planning on being an actor in that. They specific. actually did a pretty good job of cutting me out. I think. Wait, so, so they didn't play it that so way? It
0: did, no, they didn't play it like it went wrong. They played it like everything. I think they Interesting. edited. Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like I wasn't in that bit, but I was all. I mean, I'm the one driving the car. The cameras right on me. It's like it was. It was. It was fun. But and like that, that's what he wanted. He wanted stories like that. Like because because then you got to re you got to re re reroute. You know what I mean? You got to on the fly, you got to figure out how we can make this work. And, and that was what I I was I would always say is that, that Ashton and his, his partner had a, a good sense when I was always like, well, we got to get out there and reveal the bits blown. They would be like, hold on a second. They were always a lot more laid back and like, I was a little bit more frantic, but I also think they kept me on edge like that to, because they somehow thought it was better for me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Who knows? Not me. When does that come out?
0: I'm not sure. I just said I look forward to reading it, and he said, "Yeah, man,
1: I'll, I think I think he'll let me know." I'm sure whatever it is, just, I'm sure if you Google punked or John Huck and on, well, he, on, on on Huffington Post, no matter when you listen to this, there's a, it's, it'll show up at some point. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, yeah. And he interviewed a lot of people, and he, he even said that everyone's reactions to the everything his questions. It was all altogether a positive experience, and I agree with that. Like. Look, man, I got on that show, and that was huge for me at the time, you know. And and I met people I still talk to to this day, like art departments and tech guys, and producers and writers and shit that I'm still friends with. So it was, it was and and again, spoiled. We were spoiled. Everybody loved the show. It wasn't until after that that I had to work on shows where people were like, "What." Fuck that show. I like, I'd never <laughs> ha- I would make fun of my brother for doing these crappy reality shows because I had worked on nothing but TV that people loved. And then when I had to work on other shit, people were like oh, my big fat revenge? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's a crappy hidden camera show. and you're just like, yeah. And the way people do hidden camera now, some of it, almost all of it, is faked. It's such a yeah. it's such a, a a disillusioning like it's so lame now. Like I think yeah, uh, scare tactics was the last one that was like good and real. You right. know? And actually that's not true. I did a pilot for MTV called Bail Me Out. That was a hidden camera show. That was all real. Like I code nine, all real. But then I go and work on other shows and you're like, wait, the person coming here knows what the prank is? Like, why are we hiding cameras then? Let's just get the best fucking coverage and yeah. shoot a bit like that and tell people we hit a cam. Like, it was just frustrating. But so the the genre itself has kind of gone downhill, but I think there's still ways to make it entertaining
1: well it just evolves right i mean somebody will come up with a new way yeah yeah eventually yeah for right now they just want to create content and get what they want out of it and again that's welcome to television everybody and
0: you know what the
1: american people don't know is what makes them the american people Uh, true but i'll tell you what they do know that baseball is real. Dude, baseball is real, and, and it is back, baby. We are a T-minus, right? I think there's, um, there should be some games actually on there are, right now, there so games, we should probably start watching some baseball.
0: They started games uh, at 9 a.m. this yep. morning, and uh, the Cubs and Angels play tonight at... Uh, so
1: close to you, but, are you, but you're not I going. I can't
0: go because we got to go to that Quincy thing. Which is not a
1: bad thing. You're no, not, You're no, not no, being no. that guy.
0: Look, I was planning on going yesterday, and I had to shoot something all day, so I, they played one... Pre- and I just saw the Cubs play the A's, and again... I've been to Angel Stadium. I've seen the Cubs play there, but this Quincy thing is obviously a bigger deal. Absolutely. And the Cubs will sweep the Angels. <laughs> so Probably, I, don't, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Well, all right. That was a good one. Right? That was a great episode, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for all the feedback. Uh, oh, I forgot
1: to read the emails. Hold not,
0: on. not just the emails, but... Um, uh, there is none. All right, right. But also, like uh, we got a lot of people that, that hit us up on, on Twitter, Twitter a lot, yes. and that we appreciate that. We, just, we do. It's nice to know that you guys are enjoying it as much as we are, because I really do like doing this show. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's 52. <laughs> you hate it.
1: Oh, you know what my wife
0: said about uh, the last episode? It sucked? She didn't no, listen. She didn't listen. Oh, so that's she interesting. Said you know nothing. what Nicole has said about the entire show is that she hasn't listened. <laughs> she's like, I've been busy. I, I, I love what she says, I've been busy. And then you look over and she's like, 90 episodes into Better Call Saul. And you're like, mm, busy,
1: huh? The beauty of a relationship is the fact that when um, I came home my wife is working from home today and I said John and I are going to have a uh, podcast and she said I don't Downstairs. care <laughs> and she went alright
0: that was it yep yesterday, yesterday Nicole and she was doesn't out.
1: mean anything by it and no. I'm like we're on the same page
0: yeah yesterday Nicole was out and I go Eddie's over here and he's helping me with a self tape audition you know and it's goofy I gotta say all this weird shit and, and she's like okay I don't care she came right in went right to her room <laughs> shit no nope. That's that's,
1: that's called lasting relationships, my friends. Do not kid yourself. Don't take that disinterest uh, uh, as a lack of love. And, no. Uh, and length. Right. And also, if
0: you're going to be in the Calgary area uh, this week, I will be at the Comedy Cave in Calgary, Canada. That's a lot of Cs. Yeah. Unless uh, it's all Ks, except for Calgary. <clears throat> that would be weird. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll be there all week, headlining the uh, headlining the room there. John Huck
1: crushing it. <laughs>
0: hat or no hat? Uh, phew, Tuesday and Wednesday will be hats. Yes. And then, uh, and Thursday probably, and then Friday, Saturday, no hats because we want to tape uh, all those
1: shows. Spillers, no spillers. Spillers, no spillers. Tennis shoes. Good tennis shoes or tennis shoes you don't care if you drink in them. So there's what I call oh, spillers yeah. and no, no spillers. Good, like, good. Shows, you, shoes that you're like, if I spilled on this, it's Okay. So you, are you going to wear spillers the whole week or no, no spillers? No, no spillers.
0: I'll wear nice shoes because I'm, I'm not going to probably be drinking up there or anything. Okay. So. All right. So you'll wear the good tennis shoes. Yeah. Not spillers.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.